The intermediate line advises a language and concept warning for the entire show. Hi, this is Mark from Urban Fly Company. Thanks for tuning in to the intermediate line, which is my source of entertainment while I sit here and tie up muskie and some Murray cod flies. Now that I'm sure you've got done listening to us over at the SVS Fishing Show, here's Chris and Volte with your sloppy seconds. This episode of the Intermediate Line is brought to you by Manic Tackle Project, the only company who knows fly fishing as well as you do. And Beast Brushes, Australian-made brushes and dubbing, professionally graded natural materials, plus a full shop for all of your fly tying needs at beastbrushes.com. we go oh welcome back mate how are you feels great to be back mate yeah yeah really so... missed this missed this show hey <laughs> i found myself looking off into the distance just wondering if the uh podcast platform was thinking of me just as much as i was thinking of it yeah right right fuck you know well we did miss you we had a lot of uh people going where's chris is he okay did he make bail Oh, that was the sketchiest sledgegun. That was no tail, mate. No vestigial tail there. That's for sure. But uh, I started to go fund me. People saying, "Get, get Chris out." You know, <laughs> free Chris, legalize Chris, free yeah. Chris Della, free. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be like, you know, those Che Guevara t-shirts. Oh you know? yeah. There's gonna be Chris ones. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's that's wicked. Yeah. Uh, I really appreciate the support, folks. Thank you very much. Yeah, if, you know, if you've a boss debate, you're a bloody idiot. Stuff like that. <laughs> There's people coming out with all sorts of stuff. So. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, we can think of some, <laughs> perhaps, and, uh, you know, they'll go nowhere, but, you know, it's all about the, the fun of the whole thing, right? It is, it is. You just got to laugh, you know, yeah. and wear your vestigial tail with pride, mate, you know. <laughs> Being caught, the, the yeah. boss debating in a park in Ingham. Yeah. <clears throat> I yeah. heard there was a new party game that we got done at a kids' party the other week called Pin the Vestigial Bethes- Bethes- oh, Bethes- oh, Tail on the Vaulty. God, it's too many bees. It's crazy, man. It's true. I was at a, I was at a kids' party on the weekend and kids were chasing me with the vestigials, like, you know, fake vestigials, of course. Yeah. Well, now, I think, what are we teaching our kids these days? You can't do that, you know? It's picking on vestigials everywhere. No, nah, that's true, mate. It's, it's, it's low-brow, it's low but it's there. 
I actually found out that yeah, people don't have life-size cutouts of you because I mean that'd be a big cutout, right? But um, uh, <laughs> but what they do, they substitute it with uh, with old VHS cutouts, like uh, you know the VHS store. They have the cutouts and they get the Harry and the Hendersons thing and that big <laughs> the Harry thing, you know, like and then yeah, yeah. like this thing is just as hairy as Valsy. Right. You know that, the, yeah. From Blockbuster, once I had this mate who worked at Blockbuster, and I did get Harry and the Henderson there. And, I, and uh, one of my mates came over and he saw it. Like, Fuck, it's like looking in a mirror. I said, well, <laughs> you, "You can keep that one, Lowy." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, Lowy might have the same problem these kids had. Is that that poster cutout isn't a cutout from behind? So when they're playing pin the tail on the on the bolts. <laughs> They're pinning it on the front. Pinning, pinning it on the front. Yeah, yeah it's a problem. Mm, get, long get... lowy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling a bit. I'm feeling a bit doughy. This this um this podcast, man. I got um I got vaccinated yesterday. It's uh. Oh, shit, man. And, yeah. Uh, how you, you feel? Know, I feel great, but yeah. I feel a little bit, a bit spacey, you know. But uh, first but it's or all second good. needle, mate. That's my first one. Yeah. Good. Good. Yeah, Pfizer or AstraZeneca or Moderna. I think that's on the horizon. Uh, Pfizer. Pfizer. Nice one, mate. Nice yep. one. Yeah. They said, are you familiar with Pfizer? I said, yeah. Yeah, cool. Cool. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, I got a, I got a, um, I got the right act read to me by my neighbor when I got home. What? Pull up, I pulled up in the driveway. I got this uh, neighbor. He's only a young fella. He's been in his early 20s. His name's, his name's Dorian. And, um, so I pull up and um and 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 I get hey Sorry, hey man how you going and Dorian's like hey bro like he's full fully sounds like he's in um like a, an eighties California surf flick you know sounds like he's in um you know what's that movie with um all right all right all right you know that movie can't remember anyway yeah, yeah. he's a bit of a space cadet he says oh what do you mean not to bro I'm like oh, I just went and got my um, my vaccination and he's like oh I'm like you're good dude. <laughs> Uh, he just started telling me about, um, you know, how he's, he went on for a while there just going, oh, no, you can't, you know, you shouldn't be doing that to yourself and, you know, you don't know what's in it and, you know, and which one did you have? And I'm like, oh, it's the Pfizer. And he's like, oh, the AstraZeneca one's the better one and blah, blah, blah. I'm listening for a bit and I just sat there and went, you don't know, do you, dude? Oh, no, no, like I read this thing on the internet and Facebook and, and like, and I'm like, yeah, but you don't really know, right? And stuff and he's like, He's like, no, man, I read about it. Like, where did you read about it, dude? And he's like, I just read. I said, dude, it's okay if you like, you don't feel comfortable having the shot. It's up to you, man. You know, if you don't want to get the economy rolling, that's all good. So is that what the case is? It's just that you don't feel comfortable? Yeah. But you don't know, do you? Oh, no, no. I started thinking to myself, good one, Dorian. You know, like, mate, as if anyone's going to take advice from you, you're like a few letters away from being called Dorito, dude. You know? <laughs> Which is ironically sounds like something he'd eat all day while watching TV and being unemployed. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Fucking Dorian's on the bamboo telephone most days, man. That's just. Sure. <laughs> the bamboo telephone. <laughs> oh, shit. That's so good. Yeah, yeah. he knows he's stuck. His, what's his favourite TV show? Is it SpongeBob SquarePants or something like that? <laughs> I don't know, mate. Fucking SpongeBob SquarePud. I don't know. A... <laughs> <laughs> SpongeBob Purple Bud. I don't know. But anyway. Uh... <laughs> right, dude, man. He's a simple man. He just likes um, you know, mind-altering substances and surfing. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, right. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, this we're all does... paying for him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, mate. He's on ScoMo's surf team. Good one. 
thanks, Dorian. Thanks for putting my uh, hard-earned to good use. Yeah, you know? and thanks for your advice about uh, vaccinations. Oh, yeah, it's good to see him holding back the country even further. Yeah. No, it is good, man. I feel I feel like uh, regardless of, like, I mean, it's not my trade. Medicine's not my trade. i got no idea about what goes into it. One thing I don't read in educating myself about it is the bullshit on social media. But, um, yeah. um, you know, uh, but the thing is, mate, I feel as though it's doing my part in getting people back on track and opening places up and, and uh, stimulating the economy again. And that's the reason why I jumped on that for sure. Yeah, good on you, man. I, th- I think you're right. I, I personally, like as you know, I've been, I've been double double jabbed, as they say. Um, with you the had Pfizer the vaccine and, too, though, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't take it orally, Chris. I know you try. But the- <laughs> <laughs> too pretty for prison, you know. You'll, you'll find all sorts oh, of ways yeah. to take it. Yeah, mate. Yeah, yep. but the uh, <laughs> yeah, but it's the right thing to do for yourself, your family, and um, and and Australia. So yeah. don't be a dick about it, people. Don't you know? be a Dorian. Yeah, <laughs> don't be a Dorito. Couple yeah. Nacho cheese. Hey, mate. I um, speaking of, of North Queensland, mm. I hear you might have uh, achieved a fishing goal in the last week or so, mate. Can you tell me? Yeah, about I, it? I just came back. Um, last week, while while you guys were doing the podcast, um, uh, which we'll talk about in a minute, um, yeah, from Hinchinbrook, and I was fishing with with Dave Bradley from Australian yep. Fly Fishing Outfitters. Okay. Um, yep. I also spend the boat. I'll stay on the boat with um with with Rod, who's taken over. Who we're going to talk about is who's going to be in this interview, which we'll talk about soon, I'm sure. But yeah, uh-huh. I went up there. It was a funny scenario, like it's, um, you know, like as you guys know, or may or may not know, following along, like I mentioned that my trip was, was cancelled because of uh, there was a COVID restriction there, but I was able to change the dates. Uh, ironically, I was looking at plant moving those dates anyway because the weather was so bad at the first time. Um, and then I kind of jumped out of the fry pan into the fire with that one, that's for sure. The, yeah. weather, was, the weather was fucking horrible, man. So, but yeah, I went up, so it played havoc for my goal, which was just to, to, to pin that ANAC, you know, that get that permit. That's all the only reason I was going up there. Um, but I had a great time. I ended up, ended up getting it done, that's for sure, in a very, 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 very short window. I, uh, for most, well, for, for 90% of the week, I guess you could say, it's hard to quantify the actual percentages without sitting there doing the arithmetic. But uh, I would say that, yeah, I reckon probably 95% of the time at least was, was cloud, uh, averaging 20 knot winds. Out on the Lucinda Jetty, it measured up to 35 knot winds at one stage. Wow. It was very, very very hard to get out of the wind and the rain at one, at one stage. One day, well, a couple of days there, it was just nonstop, just, just rain all day. Um, so, you know, uh, yeah, uh, on the I could see on the we were, every night we're checking the forecast and stuff and looking to see what what options we've got to get any sort of flats fishing in. We tried to we had a couple of days there we were finding flats in the lee, but the the clouds are out and we we're kind of hoping to find tailing fish or or um, or bow waves like a you know obviously a very very hard way to catch permit. Um, yeah. That didn't happen. There was um, there was one opportunity like you could still see a moon, you know, like that's a. That's a pretty interesting thing. We did see fish moon in the, in the in the, um, overcast conditions, yep. but you can't see the bottom. You can't see the fish. You just you're just casting towards like a moon sort of thing, you know. Um, but yeah, so during all that wet weather, we uh, we 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 sight fish for bar on the edges, which was which was fun as fuck. It was very cool, you know. It was very very cool. I mean, yeah. those fish don't reward a bad cast, you know. You've got to you've got to put that fly 
within 100 mil of those fish or they don't move, you know? Um, and I'll tell you what, I'm a, I'm a massive convert to uh, to Dave's, uh, Bradley's Bradley's bunny. Dave, you know what I mean? The bunny fly that Dave came with. Bradley's barabunny, that's it. It's a great fly. It yeah. really is. It, it just dances so nice. Yeah, the barabunny yeah. love it. Yeah. So you know, watch read you know, like it's uh, watch looking at Dave's bunnies and 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 the way they work and and looking at ones that I tied that was just sort of just looking at like they weren't as they didn't work the same as what um, Dave's done, and yeah. Um, yeah, Dave's very very uh, simple in his approach to, to those bunnies, you know. Um, yeah, very interesting. I, I mean, minimalistic. What are you saying? Yeah, well, uh, well, no, I, the the collar is um it's quite clever. Like I was fishing a fly. I can't remember who tied it. Um, a mate of his from the states. Um, God, I'm sorry, Dave, if you're listening to this. I can't remember who who it was. He tied it, but his his mate was um yeah makes his own brushes and is a, is a full fly fly material nerd. And I kept like I heard Bill say it on the podcast about keeping his blurple one on the whole time. I kept this black one on that um, Dave's Dave's mate tied um, the whole time. And it, we tied. Oh, sorry, we we tried other ones. I tried tried some of mine as well and so that, but. That one, that particular one with that one was really good and it inspired me to start developing a, a bunny brush in Beast Brushes, which will come out soon, actually. Really? Uh, anyway, beside the point, um, wait till that comes out before really spruiking about that one. But um, I, I learned, anyway, I learned on that fly what 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 it needs, what can highlight it, what can enhance it and, and all that sort of stuff and um, and make that tail dance really well as well. So anyway, that's down the track. But yeah, spent the week pretty much just bashing, bashing for Barra, you know, and um, on the edges. Um, Got a couple of jacks as well, uh, you know things like cod and GTs and other ooglies. But the sight fishing of a barra on the edges was was wicked, you know. Some of the drains, like was pretty dirty around it. Like you're just sort of blind casting in the drains, but uh, which was still fun. Saw bar- had had shots at plenty of shots of barra on on like open flats, like outside of their sticks. Just yeah, you know, and that was that was pretty cool. Uh, yeah, that was pretty cool. But on Thursday afternoon at about two o'clock, the the clouds parted. Oh, probably about 1.30, because um, I looked at the photo of this fish, and it was 3 o'clock when I caught that caught this permit. Um, but we get down to this flat, and there was just breaks in the cloud. You know, just uh, like the clouds would be rolling over. We are on a flat inside the um, inside the island. hope I'm not giving anything away for you there, Dave, but I'm sure people know where it is. Uh, and so as the wind hits that island, the, the mountains are so high, I think they're, they're, they're over 1,000 metres above sea level, like straight out of the water. They they make their own weather, so to speak. So these clouds were coming over and they're hitting the mountain, and they were mm. they were sort of dissipating, sort of over the flat a little bit, but just gaps in it. Like you get maybe forty seconds, a minute, two minutes would be a massive break in the weather to um to to, to keep an eye on these flats. So we we tried it. We went there and um got saw it there, and Dave saw the first fish. He saw a pair of permit coming up the flat. Um, that was about sixty feet away. The problem was I had the wind on my my right hand arm. And uh, you know, I often cast with that right, the wind on my right arm. It's kind of what you do when when you're driving your own boat around quite a bit, you know. But um, yeah. I couldn't make that cast, man. I tried to. I I I I completely forgot about the wind on my arm. I just tried to make that cast, and that three and a half gram crab just fucking smacked me in the back of the head. <laughs> it hurt, man. It hit me like there there must be there must be a point in the back of your head like that's so sensitive to like um like sight or something like that you know I, I hear that if you hit someone in the back of the head at the right part you can make them go blind and all that sort of stuff but whatever <laughs> happens terrible cortex i don't yeah i don't know what what someone yeah. someone more learned than myself may know what's going on but i can just tell you what happened to me i just saw a, a like 
I've seen this other times with other sports and stuff like that. Like you get hit that hard that all, like you just get this black screen just come up, you know, just for a, a, a quarter of a second. So that's what happened. Hit me that hard. And at that point, man, I was super low. I'm like, you know, there's no, we're not going to get enough sun. It's the second last day of the trip. It's the afternoon. If we don't get a break in the clouds, we're going to lose the sun anyway. Yep. The wind was like easy 20 knots. Uh, the funny thing was, like where we were, there was a peak on the mountain there where the wind was coming at us in one direction, but it was gusting from another direction, which was incredibly unusual and something that was, you know, felt very uncomfortable for me, that's for sure. But there was the only one way the fish were coming because of the tide. And there was only mm-hmm. one way we could see onto the flat because of the sun, and it just meant the only compromise was that was that 20 knot breeze. So after trying to make that shot, I was at, I actually turned to Dave and I said. Dave, I don't think this is going to happen, man. I don't think I can make this shot. Like, I mean, if those fish show up at that that distance again, that's my only shot again. Man, I'm I, I risk I, I just can't do it. I don't think I can make that shot. And he's he's just going yeah. And they said nothing, and, and like the mood was down. Like we we were, we were having we were talking all week. Like there was never much more than a couple of moments of conversation, like without conversation. But at that point, for about 15 minutes, we said nothing to each other. And my head was down. I just tried to keep my bottom lip in and keep my fly out and just just didn't know what to hope for and then um at about about 30 feet from from the bow in front of me i spotted a couple of fish there was no time to consult dave dave was dave can see fish probably better than anyone but he just happened to be looking in a different direction so i saw those fish and um i put a cast in front of him uh for some reason the moon's lined up and i just let him perfectly i watched that fish change its mood i kept tension to the fly i was slowly very very like figure eight dragging it towards me and i watched that fish change its mood and pick it up and I pulled on the line, set the hook, and uh, yeah, I was uh, just sort of kept calm, dude, and just fought that fish. I turned the drag off, just fought it like any like a goldie or a tr- or a tuna or anything else I'm used to. Uh, you know, I was worried about the, spitting the hook and giving it too much respect. You know, so um, yeah, knocked that fish over, and yeah, hoots and high fives after that. It was it was very cool, and it was a good one too. Good fish. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, that uh, it looked looked pretty good, and. Um, you know, I, I I was stoked when when you sent me that message and seeing the photo, um, you know, later on when you put it up was fantastic. Um, look, I I can identify with you when when you tell me about, you know, you're there for five days, you had such a narrow window, the adversity that you'd come up against, and also, mate, you know, I know how much of a how invested you were you know in in the pursuit of this fish you know something you'd made a personal goal a long way back you know you definitely put it up on a pedestal some people will say you know that's that's a recipe for disaster because you know you're setting yourself up for um you know the the failures that come when you you, you, that can come when you do that Mm. so you've done you know like i know how much you put into it you practice a lot you put a lot of thought into your into your rod choice your line choice you, you know your outfit um and you know, even even to that point, you know, that you knew it was going to be tough before you set foot on that boat. You know, the weather, etc. Um, you know, you were prepared, and also it all come together with the guide too. You know, like Dave's mm. incredibly, um, like talking to Dave, you think this guy's fairly laid back and relaxed, and he is. But there's a fuckload going on in that dude's head. You know, like he's he's very experienced and he you know he knows how to make it happen and to think that you know he only had an hour or two window over five days where everything lined up 
um, and then that you got it done, um, you know, that just shows the value of planning and practice and being in the right place at the right time with the right people to me. Yeah. Well, uh, you could, yeah, look, it's definitely a team effort because, you know, although, you know, I, I plan with my flies, my lines, every, mm. everything everything there, um, you know, tie the leader, tie the fly, all that sort of stuff. Dave, the only, I mean, if I was there with someone with inexperience, um, for whatever reason, as a guide or an angler, at that point where I've gone, I don't think I can make this cast, they yep. probably could have gone, oh, fuck it, let's go, you know, and yep. um, but he didn't. He, he stood there and um i mean dave as a, as a as a guide i guess you know you got to understand the capabilities of your angler where even if they don't <laughs> probably and um and you you know you got to know the fishery you know dave makes hinchinbrook channel seem like a a fucking a, a wonderland you know and and i know that a lot of people can find it tough there but he makes it seem like you can go back there in your own boat and kill a pig which i'm sure isn't the case he's he's, he's quite good like that but yeah, you're right. Like it's um, there was that was the most satisfying part of that fish was the fact of the the adversity that was overcome to ma to make that happen. And on top of that, that fit like I, I can't. I know I said it, but I'm not sure if it's if it's registering enough with yourself or the listeners of how low yeah, I was just 15 minutes before that fish. I honestly thought it wasn't going to happen. The yeah. elation. Of, of watching that fish moon as it ate and 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 just realizing what's just happened on the eat is burnt into my fucking mind more than you can ever fucking believe you know like it's um you know and i'm i'm fight and like the fish hooks up and dave's doing his job and he's like uh you're clearing your line oh your line's clear like i mean you know like i mean there's been plenty of fish in southeast queens plenty of fish we catch that put the the line on the drag and I'm just like, yeah, man, I'm all good. I'm all good. And, and you know, he's he's um he's doing what he does for most people. He's like, you know, like, don't get too hard. It's going to play up. And I'm like, yeah, man, it's all good. No problem at all. And he just yep. let me go. And he didn't say anything. No one said anything. They're, like, it's, and it was fucking cool, man. That whole experience just let me absorb all that sort of stuff. There's one thing I hate worse than, like, he's having, like, a Mark Berg on the boat going, you, yeah, man, don't get too hard. Like, fuck, I watch that show and I think, man. I would put that rod down just to, just to put your head underwater. Just shut up, cunt, you know? It's a... <laughs> You know, Dave was um was great like that, and it just let me um, had that whole experience. You know, it was um, it was yeah. great. It was really good, man. Every, everything about. It. But honestly, that when I look back on it, that feeling of I said it to Dave next day. Like we, next day, we, we got a bit of sun, but there was no fish on the flats. We couldn't we couldn't see anything. There was three of us. Rob was on the boat as well. All three of us were looking around. Nothing showed up. Um, and that's just the way it is. And I and I'm I'm sort of up on the bow thinking to myself, I don't really care. You know. And I said to Dave, like, you know, I, I said that to Dave. I said, I'm, I'm completely, I've got, I feel no pressure. I think to myself, you know, I just flip off at the sky going, I, I beat you. I beat you. You win. You're 20 not win. I beat your cloud. I beat your adversity. Like, of, of the most unusual weather event at this time of year for that part of the world. Normally, that that part of the world this time of year is like, you know, light winds and bluebird skies, you know? Yeah, sure. not, not a week of rain, you know? So, yeah, I, I beat a lot. It's, that's what feels the best about it. You know? Beat yourself too, didn't you? You know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where you're going with that, but yeah. I will. I will give a shout to um to like I mean I had I had a lot of access to a lot of flies. A lot I, I can tie a lot of fly patterns myself. Um, I got scent flies from fly tires and all that sort of stuff. And and you know I sell uh, crab flies in the form of the streamer stuff that you know like would be good for my marketing to have you know and all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. But the fly that I chose was a brand new fly that's that's never actually. I mean, I, I believe a permit's picked it up before that, 
but it has never it has never had one eaten on it, you know. And mm. for me to pick that, I've got to give a shout out to Gavin Davis because of his creation, which is which has been aptly named Gav's Crab, which you know employs. I mean, it doesn't have to, but it employs some some of the stream out moon crab legs and and the flexo tubing, but it's not tied like a flexo crab. It's it's so technically perfect for a fly that 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 doesn't retain water. You can cast it well. It's um. It, it it doesn't it's not air resistant it's not it weighs the same when it's wet when it's dry and in the way that it just flips over perfectly like it doesn't spin like i was showing the boys up there even when you're dragging it behind the boat when when the boat's under electric power or getting pulled along even in the water it still doesn't even spin around you know like it's it's just a it's such a technically perfect simple design it takes five minutes to tie it it was incredibly impressive and for someone who's you know not done that before and and you know, although I can understand and I've, I've listened to everyone who's caught permit, I took on so much advice. And for those people, you know who you are. Thank you very much. I really appreciate your advice. But I, ne I didn't use a fly that any of those guys are used. I, I, I picked a fly that to, to me made technical sense as far as a fly that will sink, cast, and um, and, and has got hook point exposure that to what I needed, you know. And, um, and a lot of that was also, you know, besides the technical aspect of it, was based on on what Dave said as well. You know, I, I listened to what Dave said. You know, and no disrespect to those who gave me advice. Above all, what anyone said. You know, I listened to my guide. And um, and you'll hear in this interview that we talked to tonight. I actually said in there like, Dave, I'd like to get a picture of your fly box there. That that went down like a lead balloon. <laughs> it's um, it's an incredible box. Like you look at you look at Dave Bradley's fly box for his own flies. It's packed. It's packed to the rafters with stuff in there. And sure, there's some flies in there that that people have given him and stuff like that. But I think you'd be surprised what you'd find in that box compared to what people think you should use up there, you know. And I think, and I asked Dave, do you give people all the same advice? He goes, yep. But people still bring what they want, and then they wonder why why it didn't happen. So this fly has at the first time it got presented to a feeding fish sucked it up. First time, you know. And it's, um, you can't you can't do any better than that, man. It's um. Yeah, I can't I can't rave about it enough. A fly that takes less than a crab fly that takes less than five minutes to tie, doesn't need glue, you know, and it's um and, and it works. It casts really well. It, it works really well. But um, I'll um I'll exp I'm gonna do an SP I, I, I'm gonna do it for Gav. Um, I'll do a uh, a step by step video from it. And I'll show everyone. Maybe it'll be one of the shortest tying videos you've ever seen. But fuck, what an effective fly. Yeah, right. No, that's. I'm really intrigued. I've seen, I've seen it obviously on uh, on the side, but um, I know the, the customers haven't. Um, yeah, those photos uh, are taken like that on purpose for sure. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to this too. So, um, I just wanted to jump back in on a, on the fight of the fish, man. Like, tell, tell us about. It. You hooked up. You cleared the line. What did the fish do? Oh, they're a powerful fish. That's definitely for sure. But um, you know, like, you know, um. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a fish, you know, like it's, uh, you know, you kind of got to break its spirit around the boat, like it, you know, like it's, it, you know, all you, all you can do is sort of let the rod and the reel do the work. I relied on that reel quite a bit in the early stages of the fight. I relied on the, I relied on the rod, uh, you know, it's towards three quarters of the way through the fight. Um, and then you rely on the angling around the boat. That's probably the best way to put it. As far as how the fish, that's how I worked it. But as far as how the fish fought, they're strong and they're fast. And um, and they and they play up and they when they think and, and like when you think that they're um, you know done or they're going to come in like they just they just put their head down in the sand they shake their head and 
<laughs> and did, um, and carry did on. Try, did you try and brush the fly out of with the sand, like shove his head in the? Yeah, but not not like not what I expected. I expected him to sort of do it like how they tail, like just you know, like be be a vertical fish and just then stick his tail up and stick his head in the sand. It, yeah. it laid on its side, you know, and and, and did that, you know. So it was mooning at me when it was doing it. And it was just, yeah, just 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 like when you see a fish in a fish tank, like swim up really slow on its side and then and then then like uh you know take off while it's on on its side on the gravel. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Yeah, that's the best way I could describe it. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean I'm no expert, but I mean stay tuned for my uh, my article in Fly Life soon. I'm going to write a series of books on that one fish and and how to do. <laughs> What I mean is, I got I got no. I mean, all I can base off is my one experience. But man, I, I paid attention to everything that went on there. That's for sure. Well and truly, it's that yeah. bite. Thankfully, is uh, it doesn't seem like a blur to me. It's it's I managed to. I was pretty proud of myself to manage to stay calm enough to just record everything in my head, you know, and just and just enjoy the whole thing and just get the whole thing done. And you know, I'm sure Dave will tell you my personality changed as soon as he got a tail on that fish. Man, I'm surprised you didn't hear me from to here. Fuck yes! I was just, just a battle cry, mate. I was just, uh, I was so stoked. There was just so much stuff. Dave's talking to me five minutes later, and, and I'm not even answering him. And I'm going, oh, I'm so sorry, Dave. I, I, I want to pay attention, mate, but I'm just, I just can't believe what just happened, eh? Yeah, right, right. It just, yeah, it was awesome. Tell me Very about cool. the around the boat bit. Was this, was this bit um quite nerve wracking for you, like? A, Oh, actually, it's funny. It did. It got that way a little bit. Um, I got in my head a little bit. I started to, I started to think of like how good a photo this is going to be, <laughs> you know, and some of that. And um, I started to think, oh, look, it's going to uh, how 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 cool it's going to be to land this fish. And this this fish is only a couple of leader lengths out from the rod tip at this point. And I'm and I, in my head, I'm sort of saying, stop thinking like that. Stop just fucking concentrating on what you're doing, you know. So that was about the limit of the panic that I had. But for me, but what the fish did around the boat. Um, you know, uh, what it wanted to do and what I let it do was was definitely on purpose. And I didn't. I probably uh, you'd have to speak to Dave or what, what he thought about it. But I would imagine I probably didn't show it as much respect as what um, some people might do. I treated that thing just like any other long tail or any other goldie around the boat. And I employed a technique that that you showed me. You know, a, a few years ago. You know, which was. Um, pulling the fish backwards and i mean i've known before you showed me that technique that you get a fish to suck in air like any of those pelagics like that mm. they, they fucking knock over pretty quick you know like you got to get them to suck in air you know but it comes down to rod angles i mean you can't you can't you can't pull it up sideways you got to put the rod behind it and and pull it backwards you know and That's i definitely did that i, I mean I, I locked down the i didn't let it do on the drag i locked the line down on on, on my grip with my finger and I just uh, low rod angles, you know, down against the water, and I just pulled that thing backwards, and it sucked air. And it made a few attempts to, to get away, but yeah, it was it had a lot more endurance than a goldie, that's for sure. In, in that respect, like um, I mean, goldies you can pull them up, and they'll come in on the side after a couple of times sucking air. But that that permit probably sucked air five or six times, you know. And and I must admit, I was thinking to myself, like, fuck, man, just what are you doing? You, you know, like I didn't know how that fish was hooked at that stage either. Like it was pretty. Pretty a fair bit of bravado, if you like, to, to to put that much weight on it. I mean, that thing could have only been hanging on by a thread, and that was my only opportunity all week. But still, I thought to myself, if I give it too much respect, it's it's longer, it's more time in the water. I mean, that that leader could be wearing out. It could be already worn out. It could have a wind knot, for all I know. So what do you do? You know. So I just I just I just took the the attitude of what I normally do with fish like that. You know, 
Um, even when I've caught a hundred of them, I haven't caught a hundred perm, but fish like tuna or something like that, have, you know, caught hundreds of them. Goldies as well, hundreds. You know, and it's just I just treat it the same. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Good. So Does that answer your question. Effectively, not putting it on a on a pedestal. Yeah. Look, I think. Um, I just concentrate. I, think, on what, I just concentrate on the job at hand. I guess you could say, which is yeah. leading on what what you just said. Then I just. I just did. I just did my job. You know, I, I didn't. I didn't put on a pedestal. And I did what I've known for a long time. I guess you could say. Sure, sure. Yeah. So, um, so you had that. You know, you had that knowledge base and experience to, to fall back on. Sometimes I, I wonder about people. Um, you know, who haven't don't have that, or they get too excited and and you know they lose sight of things they already know um, and common sense. And and sometimes shit happens. So. Yeah, I'm mm. glad that all came together for you just to, to make that that alignment of sliding doors that was required to have that that um, occasion happen. And so much has to go right, you know, for that to happen. But um, yeah, I was just, just trying to get an insight into into how you felt around the boat. Um, and you know, I, I was thinking I was thinking before we went up, I thought, oh, fuck, I'd hate to be Dave, you know, at that moment having to tail Chris's first fucking permit. <laughs> oh, it's it's an 18 foot boat but you know if that permit falls off it's it's going to be about 300 foot too too short <laughs> yeah man yeah well you know what man i, I still remember dave, watching dave tail that fish you know like i said nothing he said nothing to me when i was fighting i said nothing while he was tailing it i just told him it's, it's coming in mate and it was pretty much that tone like that and then dave just dave gets the gunnel and, uh, mate, the fish is already sucking air. It's up on its side beside the boat there. And I'm just sort of keeping the rod up high just to, you know, expect any lunges and shit. Uh, he grabbed the tail. Uh, he grabbed the leader. And, like, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not a big fan of doing that. I mean, I've, I've dropped other people's fish from doing that, but particularly tuna. So I don't do that anymore. But, yeah. um, um, but Dave, um, Dave did that and I watched him and I trusted him 100%. I, like, it's not what I do, but, mate, fuck. It's Dave Bradley, mate. You know, like it's um, you know, trust him 100% when he did it. Mate, he pulled the fish in the boat. I asked him to like pull my line out of the rod tip there, and then um, and then I grabbed the fish, and then I let out a fucking Viking roar. You know? Yeah, right. That's everything was just everything was all calm and and yeah. tea and biscuits before that. <laughs> you know, Fuck it was pretty yeah. cool. And you're not even a Viking, so that, that's even more impressive. Yeah, <laughs> I've got Northern European descent, but uh, but I'm not a Viking, no. Yeah, yeah, Scottish. Yeah, so um, okay, let out a Scottish roar then, if you like. Yeah, <laughs> you better. Freedom. Great <laughs> heart. There's you. Yeah, yeah. I never talk it. Yeah, man. Um. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So that's cool, but um. So I guess we should talk about the uh, the interview that we got on that we got on tonight, eh? Do you want to just quickly because we've been banging on about that for a little while, but it's all pertinent to to the to the interview tonight. So yeah, it totally sets sets the tune, um, uh, sets the scene, I should say, for for what's about to follow. So um, for our listeners, this was sort of pre-recorded when when Chris was up there in jail, um, and <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so so Chris sat down. Um, had a few rums with um, with Dave from AFO and and Rod, who will uh, will be from AFO at, by the end of the year. So that's um, right. Yeah. So what's going on there, mate? Those. Right, so, yeah. Okay. So yeah. So you set the scene out there. You're right. Like we um, one night. It was on the Thursday night. It was the last night I was fishing. So the next morning I flew out. 
So you know, there was no there was no regard. Man, when, I, when I was fishing up there, I'm up there to fish. I don't I don't get on the turps every night. I'm not up there to drink piss. I'm up there to fish. I'll have a couple of beers in the Arvo, but that night, the last night, definitely had a few beers. You know, a few beers, a few rums. It was it was pretty gnarly. So <laughs> to set it up even further, like yeah, you know, Rod came out in the boat with us on Thursday and fished with us all day. You know, so it was great talking to Rod. And the purpose for Rod coming out in the boat was to uh, talk about the podcast, what we wanted to talk about on there and stuff like that, and, and just get a feel for it. We didn't mention we we came in from fishing. We we got the boat. You know, we we all we all got changed and we we went to the pub for a meal. We sat there and we got in the car to come home from the pub. Obviously, drinking responsibly, and um, came home to come over the pub. And as we got in the car, I said, and Rod's gone. So what are we going to do in the podcast? I just started laughing. I'm like, fuck, we were meant to talk about this all day. We? So the podcast is a is a real impromptu thing. There was no, I had no preparation, no notes. I just knew that. I wanted to um, I wanted to create a podcast here that 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 sh- that highlighted Rod to the listeners um, and and included Dave in it, who's all essentially passing the torch over to Rod um, as far as AFO is concerned. And and I really wanted to illustrate there because I'm listening to these guys talk on the boat and the dynamic these guys have. They're they're mates. They think alike. They've known each other for such a long time. Rod is an incredible fisherman. Like what. You know where 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 Dave wasn't saying so. Rod Rod wasn't like I mean Rod's Rod's not out there getting paid. Like he's he's just genuinely passionate about fishing and getting people on the fish and the excitement. And and like Dave was fishing vicariously through me. You know that day. You know like it was there was three fishermen on the boat that day. One of us had a rod. If you know what I'm saying. You know. I know what you're saying. I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So um so you know as we spoke speak in this interview, you'll hear that you know like uh, I I questioned Dave about the thought process as to handing his baby over like i can't imagine dave giving this to just anyone or putting an ad in gumtree going business for sale he yeah. would hang on to it till he's dead if he didn't find the right person that's for sure you know yeah. that's um i have no doubt in my mind about that but essentially yeah we we got on the, we had a, we had a few beers dave dave makes his own rum dingo's revenge <laughs> and holy <laughs> shit man it's pretty fucking nice i don't usually drink rum and um at all you know but man i was that was super nice stuff it was good good job dave if you listen um so yeah all i did was i just made super super agricultural man i just set my phone up on voice memos put in the middle of the table and um away we went away you guys went yeah 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 oh and that's that's really cool and i'm i'm glad i'm glad dave's found somebody to to take over who um is of the caliber that rod rod is like rod's a a hell of a experienced fisherman um he's done a lot of fishing um I think, uh, well, I think listening back to the bit, the um, the interview, that that becomes pretty clear. It certainly comes across that, um, how experienced he is, and his temperament is pretty um, pretty obvious as well. Um, Rod was from the from the Mackay set. Um, uh, you know, there's a lot of good fishermen come out of that area. There's a lot of fishing opportunities down that way too, mm. um, and you know, spent a lot of time in North Queensland. He's gonna have his finger on the pulse for a lot of fisheries, and I'm, you know, initially I was I was worried about not worried. I was sort of like, AFR won't be the same with Dave, without oh, Dave. It will be for sure. I mean, Dave's still gonna be on on speed dial for Rod if he needs it. Yeah, but like you know, it's it's yeah it, it, yeah. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's better, but now you now you're gonna have yeah you're gonna have Dave and Rod essentially yeah. for those people like you know you know who are involved in the transition period at least, but. Yeah, yeah. Rod, Rod's Rod's cut from the same cloth as Dave, mate, for sure. Yeah, and and listening to to the um, to the interview, which we're we're talking about now, I've already listened to it. Mm. Um, 
yeah, yeah, I'm really excited about the future of AFO. Uh, you know, given that you know Rod's Rod's history with you know with Dave and his experience, but also you know some of these new um, new things he's got cooking. Um, you know, it's very exciting, really exciting. It, mm. it, um, it's going to be a good thing. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Well, um, the interview is great. I had a lot of fun doing it. There are some bits that have been cut out, which you'll never hear. <laughs> <laughs> but we just put that down to rum and um yep. and um yeah like i mean oh look it's nothing controversial of course it's just uh it's just babbling that's all you know we talk about shit that's irrelevant um just because we just kind of forgot the, um that the thing was recording for a bit <laughs> so uh so yeah but you know like uh i think it comes across well i hope the atmosphere translates i actually haven't listened back to it yet um so i'm just sort of recalling from from the night which is a bit hazy after so much Dingo's Revenge, but um, yeah, I'm pretty sure it went well. <laughs> no, it did. It's, yeah. it's pretty entertaining, and um, yeah, I, uh, I enjoy it. So I'll be surprised if anyone has got anything um, contrary to that. It, it's very entertaining. Listening to you guys, it, it feels like you're there. You know, everything's there except the, the half-empty rum glass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good, yeah. man. I enjoy it. Yeah, cool. Well... Uh, also, I want to say thanks to Bill, mate. Thanks for thanks for jumping on last week, mate. Appreciate you filling in while uh, you know while I was apparently in prison. You know, great sledge, guys. Um, <laughs> that was a good show. It was a good show, and I'm glad I wasn't there for the fly line thing. You know. <laughs> yeah, thanks for coming on, Bill. Um, that's uh, it was always a pleasure hearing from Bill, and um, uh, it's getting downloaded pretty good that way too. So, yeah. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. All right. Let's do it, eh? Let's get them on. Get the boys on. What do you reckon? You're going to do some, your own music? Some, some, some Jack Black scenario. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't do your own music. Just, <sighs> just let you know. I'm not that good at it either. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's fucking recording, fellas. Go. So thanks, listeners. Thanks for joining us. Today, I'm sitting across from Rod Collings and, and Dave Bradley. And I'm up here in uh, Hinchinbrook. Uh, I've just spent a week with Dave. And I've also been hanging out with the boys of the tournament as well, who Rod's organising or involved with organising as well. Thanks for joining us, guys. Yeah, cool, man. How you going, mate? It's been fun. I'm doing all right. I'm um, a bit slow after a few beers at the pub and so that, but uh, we'll get through it, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Belly full of food. What are you guys drinking? Ah, uh, oh, we've got the fucking show sponsor we forgot oh, to yes, mention. Yeah, show sponsor, yeah. Just sponsored like uh, by uh, Dingo's, Dingo's Revenge. Yeah, yeah. Yep. <clears throat> It's good to have a and Nescafe yeah, for mm-hmm. me at least. I'm the only one not on the fucking turps. So. I've got to do it, mate. It's professionalism. <laughs> the, the listeners are expecting it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. No, it's been fun. Uh, been fun after backing it up over a weekend with the comp crew, which is always fun, and and uh, you're making it up, you know, sliding up a few days and catching up with those people as well. Mm. So that's been good. We haven't been blessed with weather, but we still had a pretty good cool time out on the water, that's for sure. 
Mm. Well, we should start at the start, I suppose. And I mean, for me, kind of here, it was really cool to put a few faces to names. But um, so this year, the uh, the tournament's called the AFO Hinchin Book Challenge. Yeah? That's right. It has mm. been for quite a few years, too. Dave's been a um, naming rights sponsor for, geez, it'd have to be five or six years now. Something yep. like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's, yeah, it's been called the AFO Hinchinbrook Challenge for quite a while. Yeah. My apologies. So fucking... Um, but it, it's I just associate with the change. So this year's uh, new committee and all that sort of stuff. Oh, maybe not even new committee, but um, new club. Is that a better way to put so it? So a new club, yeah. yeah. So the the, um, the the competition, so the, the Hinchinbrook Challenge was originally run by Ingham Rod and Real Club, I yeah. believe. Yeah. And then it went over to the Cairns Fly Fishers. Uh, the Cairns Fly Fishers Club slowly petered off to very small numbers and, and wasn't really moving forward, so the, they offered it over to the Townsville Fly Fishers Club, which had a, a stronger membership. And then um, after a few years, I think maybe four years, uh, I'd have to get those numbers right, but something like that, the, the Townsville, or oh, the NQ Fly Fishers, sorry, the Townsville guys ran that comp for, for a few years. Mm. And then uh, last year they decided that it was probably a bit too much for them as well. And we um, formulated another club, mm. formed another club up here in, in Hinchinbrook called the Hinchinbrook Fly Fishing Club. Mm. And that's solely just to, to run this competition. So basically it's just a committee um, of four guys and we run the club, the same guys that have run the, the, the comp for quite a few years. And um, yeah, that's basically just to just to keep us affiliated with uh, uh, an answer, so to speak, uh, mm. to get the insurance that we need for the club, mm. uh, for the comp. Yeah. Regards to who's been running it, how long has the comp been going for, do you know? We were scratching around these numbers the other day and I think we're in about 24 or 25 years, mm. I think, from, from the inception, yeah. Mm. So it's been going for quite a while. Yeah, yeah. It's a pretty important part. We were only talking to the pub earlier, but it's, it's a very important part of the Australian fly fishing scene. Like, there's no real tournament like it, really, at the end of the day. No. It, um, the, way the, the way the prizes work, the format works. Um, can you guys give us a, one of you give us a brief rundown of like how that how that works? Like, how's the tournament work? What's the ins and outs of it? Like, it's a quite uh, a fair yes. scoring system. I've got a fair bit to do with it, so I'll run with it. And Yeah, um, yeah. yeah so there's, yeah, it's basically a challenge more so than a competition so it is a fly fishing competition but mm. we base it around a challenge of trying to catch as many different species as we can in a day we give a a target list of those species uh, which is barra jack or finger mark uh, cod flathead tarpon gt queenfish mm. and we have a bonus species of a golden trevally and a permit oh yeah so in a nutshell, if you catch three of those species, you start earning bonus points. Mm-hmm. Uh, the more species you you continue up that line, so for example, you catch five or six bonus species, you mm-hmm. get 250 bonus points for every extra bonus species you catch. You get a point per centimetre of, of length of fish that you catch, any species at all except for rays or sharks. Mm-hmm. Um, but that fish has to be over 30 centimetres. So anything over 30 is a scoring fish. Yep. Um, if it's inside those target species, you start accumulating bonus points. Mm. And if you catch a permit or a golden, then there's even more bonus points involved in that. So if you catch a golden, it's the length times five. If you, excuse me, if you catch a permit, it's the length times ten. Yep, cool. On top of your whatever other score you've accumulated for the day. So we did that to try and um, focus or to, to steer people's focus away from 
just catching a barra or just catching a queenie or just catching a cod if someone really likes to fish the flats and they want to dedicate their whole day or their whole weekend to that then they can potentially win the competition off score yeah yeah beating someone who's caught a bunch of different other fish so it's yeah it's a pretty level playing field for Mm. if someone wants to catch a particular species or if they want to go and try and catch the whole lot because it's a big gamble isn't it for someone to be spending the time on the flats for the two days to catch a permanent or a goldie compared to trying to rack up the species. Yeah, and it can pay off. We've set up the scoring system so that can pay off for that person and that, that person can win champion angler. Yeah, but it has it has happened. So yeah. um, Sam, Sam, yeah, Sam got a permit last year, I think it was, on one of the days fishing. Mm. But because he didn't back it up with a whole bunch of other um, species, uh, he didn't take out the champion angler, mm. another angler did. But he was very, very close to the running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely put a really good score on the board. Yeah, yeah. The way and that's all for a champion angler, right? Like, I mean, there's other categories. Like, you could focus on getting the the, the most barrel or the most cod mm-hmm. if you really want to, or queens or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. And it's um, as much as it sounds like in this place, you can pull up to one snag, one point, one rock bar section something like that and get that cod that trevally and a barra and and a queenie at the same time yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and just wink like you just fluke it mm. you know mm. um like was it last year somebody had eight scoring fish and seven feet seven of the fish or yeah, yeah, just yeah. making that up yeah, as you go yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it was yeah you, you don't have to be the bloke that fishes here every minute of the year. Not, not to put a score on the board, no. no. I remember mm-hmm. Dave and I have had this conversation a couple of times. A couple of years ago, someone asked, came up to him and asked him at, at the briefing, righto, Dave, so what's, what's the secret? How, how do I catch a fish up this place? And I think he steered them over to a, a bank on the island and said, if you fish that whole island side and threw a white clouser at it all day long, you'd catch a scoring, you know, you'd catch a score that would be competitive in this competition. And, mm. he, and he's 100% right. So if you, if you didn't know how to fish this place and you just fished around the island, just throwing the clouser at the rocks or the snags or the sandbars or whatever, you potentially could catch four or five fish for the day. And going off the scores from this year's competition, four or five fish... Each day was all you really needed to catch and put a, a potential win. Four score. or five species. Mm. Species, yeah, 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 yeah. Four or five of those species, yeah. So you only need to catch one barra, one cod, one queenie, one trevally and one flathead and mm. you would have been in the running to win the comp this year, yeah. Ultra fair tournament, that's for sure. Mm. And super unique. Yeah. Definitely um, a big part of the, like I said, like if it if it went away, it'd be a sad day for Australian fly fishing, that's for sure. It's, uh, I mean, there's other fly fishing tournaments, but this one's got... Um, Great sponsorship, great participation in a great location. The uh, the scoring format set up that you know anyone can be involved in the winner's circle. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. But um, but you got some psychos that just keep winning it every year, like like Dan Collins, right? Keeps going crazy. Yeah, yeah. the man's unstoppable. Well, yeah. he was stoppable last year. Mm-hmm. They call him dangerous. Yeah, yeah. Dangerous Dan. Yeah. For Iceman. Yeah. Bob Bentley and Fred yeah. Butler knocked him off the perch last year. Yeah, yeah. 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 He's, yeah he's definitely no. It's his local waters, and he does fish it very well. Knows mm-hmm. it really good. So yeah, it, it it is set up well enough that um other people can have a crack at it. But yeah. Well, that's the good thing. Like Dan obviously fishes these local waters really well. Puts the effort in. He earns that champion angler thing. Anyone could do that if they had the time to put in like, like Dan does. And you can't begrudge someone 
who's created a lifestyle for themselves around fishing, which many of us do, to be able to put that time and effort in. And the comp set up to reward that. Absolutely. As well as those who just want to, well, not even just want to, but like may not, may not have the time, they're not completely left behind. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. 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 No, that's pretty cool. It's a format that others, everyone should be looking at, that's for sure. Yeah, oh, it's pretty good. Ones. It's taken a lot of work. So myself, mm. Troy Burbage, uh, Dan Collins, and Richard Stanhope, the four committee members, uh, mm. have deliberated over this a lot over the years. Um, there's been a lot of bouncing around with um, previous club members in... NQ fly fishers and in the Cairns fly fishers as well. John Snell was a pretty pretty big contributor into how we ran this comp as well, and and, and advising and and tell us, you know saying how we should set up this scoring and and um, yeah we worked on on those that input from those people and come up with this. It's it's pretty good setup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's pretty cool. That's for sure. Yeah, um, bit of a change in direction. But recently you announced on social media, Dave, that um, this is it for you this year. Yeah, yeah, that's it. It's. Uh... It's probably new to a lot of people, but it's it's not new to Rodney, Rodney and myself, mm. and and you know several others. But um, yeah, Rodney and myself have been talking about it for a while. I've been pissing and moaning and bitching about pushing the boat around with a stick for the last few years, I suppose. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, yeah. So finally announced it here at the end of. At the end of this year, 2021, that, that Rodney's taken over the AFO helm and uh, on the bow, on the bow, yes, wish, wishful thinking. Yeah, I'd, I'd love <laughs> to jump on the bow, thanks, mate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Another year. On the uh, push pole on the Maverick and, yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah, you know, I say big changes, but they're not real big changes. Like, because Rodney's known by everybody. Mm. Everybody, or you know, a pile of the clients, and uh, and it'll be a pretty smooth transition, that's for sure. And you know, I'll be s- still skulking around in the background. Mm. Yeah, I definitely won't be letting Dave get away with it. But yeah, looking forward to taking it over the reins. Yeah, absolutely. But um, he won't be getting too far away from me if I need some backup. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, even hearing the way Dave describes, you know, with the question when you get asked the question, uh, you're giving it up this year. You know, it sounds like a careful deliberation of, of, of how, you know, a, a AFO gets, gets, goes from here. You know, it's not wipe my hands done. You obviously not, you know Rod quite well. And, um, you know, Rod showing interest in taking over has been a big part of the decision making, right? Or, um, yeah. In addition to the time, like you probably felt it was coming, but you needed to be, you know, you still want to get that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was no, a big part no, of it. Exactly. Yeah. It's made it so easy. Mm. You know, we bumped into it. We a mutual friend and we had a uh, party a couple of weeks ago and that's what he said, you know, this must be so easy. It's such an easy transition for you. you mm. know? And it's a, it, it is, it's mm. not, it's a walk in the park. Mm. You know? Rod and I have been mates for years and I know how <clears throat> he's been guiding with us the last couple of years and it's so, you know, yeah, I don't know, it's hard to explain but it's it's a uh, it's going to be such an easy transition, and um, and and it won't be, yeah. I mean, it'll be a, a uh, it'll poss- it'll be a big change to both of us, I guess, mm. but an easy change to both. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Well, as as uh, arguably one of Australia's best solid guys, you know, like it's um, you know, you, you can you don't get to that point without that passion and uh, and that that drive to sort of you know. 
not only sort of pick and choose where you, where you go or what you're up to and stuff like that, but it, this would be a hard thing to just sort of go, oh, I'm done, wipe my hands. You know, as we mentioned earlier, you know, to, to look to look at riding, uh, I'm sure you've, without probably, without you knowing riding, probably vetted you, you know, like as far as like, you know, this the guy for the job, you know, so. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can imagine, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it'd be a hard, it'd be a hard baby to give up. Like, I mean, I shouldn't say that. I mean, clearly the time feels right for you to do it. Otherwise, I'm sure you wouldn't give it up. But I mean, like, um, it feels right to for the person to to hand hand it over to is probably what I mean mean to say, which we've kind of already established. But mm. yeah. so I could see it would be very easy for Dave just to to like you say wipe his hands of this business and sell a boat in survey. Mm. Um, and he he certainly isn't doing that. He's um he's mentoring me, mm. um, advising and building me uh, to move forward in, with this business and carrying on the business in exactly the same way that he was he was doing it himself. Obviously, mm. we're going to guide in different styles. Um, oh, yeah. But, um, <coughs> I mean, I'll be showing the bloke how he put the ice in the cooler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and how many I'll, beers go in there each day. I'm, that's pretty, what, yeah. I'm, pretty, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty botanic about how I run, run the show. And, yeah. Rod, and Rodney knows exactly how that rolls, you know. And, yeah. So I suppose where I was going with that was there's two ways this could have gone, and that is Dave could have just sold exactly. the Maverick in survey, or he could have advised me at Loggies, helped me, and hand a business over to me, and nurture me, and, and help me grow the business and move forward. So which is, yeah, you know, like I, I could imagine I could have bought a boat in survey and had a crack at this, but without this help from Dave and, and, and it taking on an existing business as solid as AFO, mm. it, it would have been nothing, nothing on, on what I'm about to take over. So yeah, I'm really stoked with that and, and really appreciative of it. And, yeah. and I can't wait to sink my teeth into it, yeah, for sure. That's my next question, you're pretty excited about it? Yeah, absolutely, mate, yeah. yeah you know, like I, I was talking to my wife just in a, um, a couple of weeks ago, I said, I'm quite nervous about this, I hope I that's awesome. Yeah. Maybe I'd stuff this up. Yeah. yeah. Say, nah, you'll be fine, mate. Get into it. You, you'll be right. Mm. Be confident with it, and which is exactly what I'm doing now. Yeah. yeah. Just mm. exactly yeah, the so angle that I'm going with it is. So, I've got this. So. You know, I suppose I've probably sort of doubted myself a little bit, but no, I've got this. I've got this. Yeah. yeah. And I really can't wait to get into it. A mate of mine, I was talking to another mate of mine the other day. I said, I don't know why I didn't do this thirty years ago. And he said, because you were an arsehole 30 years ago. You weren't the right... <laughs> and, and he's right. I wasn't the right personality to do this 30 years ago. You know, yeah. like I was pretty selfish and it was all about me 30 years ago. Whereas now I've probably achieved a lot of fishing goals that I wanted to do in my life. And now I love sharing fishing with my mates and, and obviously with clients too, with, with people that don't get the opportunity to do it. So mm. I'm really looking forward to getting that into that part of it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah. And that's it. And that's those good clients. That's who they become your mates. Yeah, that's that right. One. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I've already, yeah, like you said, working for you for a couple of years already, I've already got a bunch of those blokes that are my mates that I would call my mates, yeah. So it's, it's a good thing, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? Like, it's um, having that line and saying that, like, you know, Dave, you, you'll, um, you'll pick and choose your clients, you know? Like, you won't guide everyone, you know? Like, to get to get, to get get on the bow of your boat as it is right now is, is, you know, to a certain degree, not random, you know? Is that fair enough to say? Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I've been, I guess I've been lucky enough to... But I kind of angled the business that way, and um, you know there was just x amount of return clients that that's all I had room for. Mm. Because I'm pretty f- fussy about when when I want to fish, mm. and you know, and uh, I mean that's I think that's the way 
that's the way you need you need to be with a guide like a lot of people go oh you just you just go with Dave and stuff works you know well there's a lot of work behind that mm-hmm. um, it's not just yeah fishing and weather and whatever the hell but yeah it stuff just doesn't work it's just you've there's a lot of work before that happens to make it work mm-hmm. and those people appreciate that and here they are again and they're going to do this with you again or that with you again and mm. Um, so it's easy to just you know you keep fishing with those people and that fills up your year yeah yeah your year's not that big like, yeah as we all know years slide by so damn quick that's mm. because there's not much of it you know yeah yeah that's right you're not fishing every single week because the tides aren't good on that week or whatever and you're not fishing you know every single tide cycle either because they're not all good either yeah and you don't want to a as it guide you don't want to put yourself through oh geez do i really want to be out here all day and the bloke the bloke on the pointy end he doesn't you don't want to put him through that same no. mm. rubbish as well so you've got to be selective about when you when you fish on tide and you just got to hope that the weather mm. coincides that's it and it didn't really do it this week but <laughs> Well, no, uh, no, yeah, but something done. Mm. Well, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, talking about that, even just just, yeah. just briefly, I'm sure it reflects on all of it. You know, like it's, um, you know, I've just fished with you for, for five days, and um, and I felt like, you know, like it's you, you when you're on the boat with with you as a guide, you know, like it's um, you kind of feel like it's a team effort. You know, what I mean, like you're angling, like you know, like there's times where I wouldn't put a cast in properly, and I'd be like, oh, sorry, Dave. I've kind of felt like the need to say that because the amount of work that you put in to put me on that shot, you know, like it's, uh, it's, 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 I feel the pressure to put it in there for both of us, I suppose, you know what I mean? It's, um, so I mean, like picking and choosing, I'm sure, I'm sure most anglers you got on the boat are like that, I suppose as well, you know, like, and then you'd be aware of that, Rod, yeah? Absolutely. You know? Yeah. It's, um, so I mean, like it's, uh, I'm sure you're not going into this blind with this sort of stuff. No, I've been the, I've been the dude on the pointy end of Dave's boat a few times now and, um, mm. I've been that bloke who says sorry for stuffing shit up too. Mm. You know, I remember once over in Florida, he pushed me probably 4.7 kilometres across a flat to, to cut off a school of massive tarpon that were just rolling and feeding absolutely perfectly and then I fucked the cast. And, <laughs> you know, like this dude had just pushed me for 10 minutes across a flat in, into the wind and the current mm. and then just to stuff that cast up. But, yeah, so I've been there, yeah. mate. I've been that dude as well who feels like he needs to apologise because there is a lot of work that goes into it on... In, you know, leading up to it and getting that that boat into that right position. It's not just all about you. Yeah, just just being turning up and just landing it in there. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a fair bit that goes into it as well. So I've been that guy too, mate. So that's the ex- that's the exciting part, I suppose, as, as a keen angler yourself. I mean, you you know, your job direction is now going to be you know fishing vicariously through your customers essentially. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I've done that for years already. You know, mm. without even really knowing about it. You know, like I've done that for a lot of years. Mm. Um, getting enjoyment out of watching my mates hook up as well as myself you know so mm. yeah i'm really looking forward to doing that as now 100 as, as a full-time job yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so and i will be you know on that, on that note you're talking about um how excited i am i'm pretty excited and i will be bringing some new stuff to the business as well some um couple of different slightly different little angling adventures that um dave has sort of dabbled in previously over many years i suppose um, one of them's going to be some stuff down at Peter Faust. Mm. Going to try and get into some big barrows on fly down there uh, over the wet season, which is a pretty prime time down there, but not so good up here. Mm. And another one which will be um, some Saratoga barra and lagoon fishing up in Cape York. 
nice, um, yeah. throughout some other parts of the year, which um, I'll be releasing some more information on that shortly. Mm. Or not shortly, but in the near, near, not too distant future it's on, on social media and, and, and throughout email. So I'll, I'll put some info out on what those are going to be. But yeah, going to be doing very similar to what Davo does, running the same sort of program. Um, doing these week-long trips in the channel and surrounds mm. and also I'll be available to do day trips out of Townsville and like I said I'll be putting out some release soon on some of these other adventures we're going to offer as well so yeah looking forward yeah. to it it's going to be cool it's going to Spe- be real cool speaking of social media I haven't done my job and and Volts isn't here to you know kick me on the table yeah, where are you Volts? yeah yeah <laughs> Probably getting a, I don't know, like a, a full body Brazilian or yeah, something like that. I mean, who knows, mate? Yeah, he's a, he's a hairy, hairy man. But um, <laughs> are, they, are, they, are they hair short too? Is, oh no, mate. There's a, there's a thick, coarse pelt, <laughs> unlike uh, a Russo or something like that. You know, it's a, yeah. I'm sure you know exactly what I mean. It's just a just a wildebeest just roaming around North Brisbane. Um, yeah, um, oh, geez, I've drawn a blank on what I was going to say. But, uh, oh, yeah, social media. Exactly. Thanks, Dave. I, I uh, haven't been doing housekeeping. I want to ask you, what. So, what's your what's your social media now? Like, it's, it, Where can people find you? Currently, you it's just uh, my page, which is Bowfly Adventures. Um, Bowfly mm. Adventures um, on but Instagram. Bow, like, like B-O-W. B-O-W, as yeah. in bow hunting and fly fishing adventures. Yeah. yeah. So that was originally what I was setting my business up. Um, when I first started and registered my business name was uh, angling towards bow hunting and fly fishing adventures. I didn't know which way I was going to go with it, mm. but I knew there were two things I wanted to share with people. Mm. Um, and one of those has come to fruition. Another one with a friend of mine, Ben Solaris, we might be able to start offering some bow hunting adventures coming up pretty soon through oh. Silent Pursuits, yeah, which is busy another, man. another business yeah, yeah. which he, he's sort of organising. But um, there's, yeah, so that originally that was the angle that I was trying to, to go with my guiding life i suppose you say is um mm. taking people on adventures that i've done my whole life that that people just don't get to share mm. so yeah this um yeah both fly adventures on insta and my f- facebook page is um just rodney collings i think it's just rodney collings on facebook yeah yeah, yeah. well um that's a pretty interesting parallel there like i mean you see a lot of um fly anglers that that see those parallels between bow hunting as well Pretty, pretty uh, into that, yeah? Yeah, we talked about this the other day, didn't we? So, yeah, it, it, it is a crossover that I see a lot um, between people that go out into adventurous hobbies or pastimes, and, and usually that's fishing and hunting, the two, the two adventuring, or the other one is mountain bike riding, but who does that, you know, <laughs> I suppose, uh, or, or mountain climbing, I suppose, or parachuting or whatever. But, yeah, the two main things I see people, Aussie, you know, the average Aussie adventurer get into is bow hunting or, or sorry, hunting and fly, or mm. hunting and fishing, sorry, mm. hunting and fishing. And then you get that select group out of those groups that want to make things just a little bit trickier for themselves or whatever it may be. Mm. And I normally see those people leaning towards bow hunting or fly fishing mm. and I think the two sort of go hand in hand with that that you know fly fishermen a lot of fly fishermen want to you know so they pick their main quarry as being out on the flats mm. and stalking and hunting on the flats well it's very similar to sneaking around in the bush with a with a bow and arrow you know like it's mm. identifying your prey figuring out where they are how to how to get in front of them and then how to trick them yeah it's exactly the same sort of thing with fly fishing you know like we're, we're doing the same thing on the flats we're, we're figuring out where they live where the fish are on the flats, why they're being at certain spots at certain times. Mm. And then all we're doing is tricking them, tricking them into eating fly. Mm. With bow hunting, we're just tricking them by catching them out when they're not ready. Mm. And, um, yeah, 
slipping yeah, around. You know. Plenty of times, I'm, that's how I've described fly fishing to people who don't have a clue. Yeah. Fly fishing versus spin rod, you yeah. know. Is, yeah. Oh, so you can stand there 300 metres away if you like and shoot it with a rifle, mm-hmm. or you can be a little more creative than that and get up to 30 metres away yeah. and shoot mm. it with a bow. Yeah. Feeding a little crab. Yeah, yeah and that's yeah. conventional versus whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, you can do that. Yeah. So, yeah. Mum can do that. Yeah. Now, there's been plenty of arguments over the years, too, about, you know, it's the same old at age of who's the best and who's got the best is, you know. But lure fish shows look, look weird at fly. Fly fish shows look weird at lure fish shows. Lure fish shows look weird at bait fish shows. Bait fish shows look weird at netos, you know. Like, mm. it's, it's the same in the hunting circles, you know. It's exactly the same. You get the people that think, that they're high and mighty or whatever, they're better than others. Yeah, that's and uh, yeah, that's that's not how it goes. It's mm. just uh, different yeah. evolutions in the sport, I suppose. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting. I mean, we've we've spoken about this on the show quite a few times about you know the reason why people would fly fish in the first place, and you know we 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 cite analogies like you don't get the ring for a trophy, so to speak. You know, like you got you got to be fly fishing for yourself, but I imagine bow hunting for yourself as well. Like I mean, like it's. Uh, not, I wouldn't imagine, like like what Dave said, you know, those parallels between spin fishing and, and rifle hunting compared to fly fishing and bow hunting. Mm-hmm. You're going to be pretty much beating yourself up and hating life if you're not sort of doing it as a natural progression to head there, right? Mm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, you're all right. Yeah, so, because I imagine bow hunting would be similar to fly fishing, probably a lot of expensive gear and all that sort of stuff as well. Oh, man, yeah, it's mm. exactly the same, yeah. So in, in, that, in that sense, yeah, it's exactly the same. It's expensive and it's hard. Mm. You know, you've chosen something that's not easy to do and you're going to need quality equipment to do that mm. that, that task you're going to do. So you, you can do it with the basics and the bare essentials and get it done, but those of us that are sort of lean towards these pastimes, sports or recreational activities, whatever you want to call it, we're a bit of gear freaks as well, you know, so we most of us like a bit of good gear and a bit of the bloody, you know, mm. the decent sort of quality equipment that we're going to get the job done with. So it sort of goes hand in hand with bow hunting and fly fishing, I've found, you know, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You, you get the basics to get it done, but then you can also get into it and get some pretty nice stuff too. Yeah. Um, you talked about uh, running running down to Faust as part of your, um, your operation. Yep, and that's that, that'll be a new part of it. You've never run down there, have you, Dave? Or, or you have? Yeah, he's yeah. done a, Dave's done a bit down there. Yeah, that's great, so. Oh, have you? Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, yep. yeah, he's done a bit down there. I remember seeing uh, one hearing some stories with some a few clients and Dave himself talking about some stuff they've done down that way. Come I know he's a tournament angler in Faust, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> that one time at band camp. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, we both scratched that one yeah, at some stage. Because yeah. there's a, uh, I've ever seen a video with you in it with um, really early on before anyone was doing it like that, um, like picking off tailing barra in that in that dam as well. Yeah, that was with Andy Thompson. Yeah, that was years ago. Yeah, so prior to that, we we'd always you know fish the dam on and off, and we'd fish the salt as well, and mm. fish the, I'd fish a lot of the dams around Mackay, which is where I, I lived. Like prior to the beard. Prior to the beard, no, I think there was a beard back then. It might have been a little bit shorter and a little <laughs> bit darker. <laughs> yeah, everything was a little bit darker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, that um, that uh, barra fishing down there is um, it's, it's pretty spectacular. And mm. we're lucky. The, the more I've fished it over the last few years, I haven't fished it a lot over the last few years. But the, every time I do, I've found myself leaning towards finding those fish tailing in those shallower waters. Mm. Can you remember that video? Whose who's channel is that on? 
Andy Thompson. Yeah, right. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what the video's called for people to search it? No. No, I don't, mate. I think it was just Peter Faust Barrow or, or Barrow, Big Barrow on Fly or something along those lines. Yeah. Or, yeah something like that. But, but yeah, that was a pretty big barrow. So, yeah, we found, oh, yeah. found some fish up the back mm. and um, we found them tailing and finning and sitting and... And Andy took me up the back, and like when I say up the back, so this is on the opposite side of the dam to the where the boat ramp is, so we call it up the back. And um, yeah, found these barras just sitting there, and they're big, big, big girls, mm. big, big barra. And um, we managed to hook a couple that day, and I think the one I got in that was a big one that was side cast on the edge of the weeds. That was a meter twenty-two, a proper fatty. It's yeah. a big fish, yeah. It was a big fatty, yeah. So that was way back then. So now, knowing what I've known now and what I've learned over the past few years, and also knowing the capabilities of these skiffs and how well they can get into shallow water, I think there's going to be a whole new oh, the target species or way of targeting these fish, which is going to be sneaking in and side casting them with fly rod, yeah. So yeah. I think that's going to be something pretty cool. So I'll put some info out on that soon and... um. Hopefully we'll get some, some people that are pretty keen to have a crack at it. I know you are, Chris. I oh, we've, definitely. We've already talked about it, so we might have to tee something up, mate. Eh? I don't want to give too much away about how you plan on doing it, but we, we, we've spoken about it. I definitely want to, don't want to give it away on this podcast because, you know, I'd like to see you capitalise on that before anyone else does. I, I guess I can vouch for the fact that, because uh, I pay attention to that, thing. I pay attention to all Empowered Barrett's. It's a, it's a very... Um, you know, it's something that I'm very involved in, have been involved in the past, and, and Peter Faust is is a is a is a premier impairment barrel lake. You know, big fish, yep. and the way that you fish them, you know, and, and the popularity of these sight fish and these barrel of the weeds and stuff. But what you're proposing is a real missing link to to opening this up to fly fishermen. Mm. That 100 percent, and yeah. and as the day as as of the day of uh, recording this podcast. I don't, I, I'm, and I'm pretty aware of whatever media's coming out. There's not no one who's who's doing what you're proposing. So, yeah, you know, that I am pretty excited to um to, to at least see what's going on, and one day be involved would be great. Yeah, man. yeah. So this sweet sure. season coming up. So um, mm. once Dobo finishes the season, I'll take the business over. That'll be in November, coming into December, mm. uh, and that's going to be prime time for down there uh, before the storms start. Mm. Hopefully, we can sink our teeth into it. Um, me, yourself, and maybe a few other guys that are interested. Mm. Go and see if this is going to work. I think it will. I think yeah. it'll be a pretty good fishery. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's uh, it'll be it'll be great to showcase. I mean, a lot of people have, have seen. There's other other social media dudes that have been part, partnering around and Peter Faust, and I mean, it's been it's been in the media for years. You know, like even I don't know. Geez, I think first oh, not even not even the first time I've seen it, but I mean. Uh, we don't need to go over where it's been. I mean, you don't have to go too far to see Peter Faust going around there, but yeah. it's a great feather to your cap, that's for sure. Yeah, hopefully. Big, yeah, yeah. Big I think like might have won a comp down there about 2000 or something like that. Something like that. <laughs> yeah, I actually <laughs> did. I did fish a few comps down there back in years ago. Yeah. yeah. With Andy, Andy Thompson, the same deal. Um, we fished uh, the very first ABT tournaments. Yeah, right. In Teamborough and Peter Faust, yeah. 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 And we placed and won. Yeah, yeah, we did pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but we both loved it. We, mm. That's just what we did. We, we fished that stuff all the time. But mm. yeah, so not taken away from any of the saltwater stuff. But that's just another little, yeah, another little arrow in my quiver. Yeah, for, uh, for stuff I can offer for clients coming up, moving forward. But yeah, we will oh. still still be doing the same sort of stuff. Still be doing, the, you know, focusing on exactly the same sort of fishing that Davo does. Mm. But yeah, adding in a couple of extra, couple of little things. Yeah. Oh, the, um, the, the it's two totally different barrier experiences in there to here. That's for sure. You know. It's, uh, I mean, 
those those barrier in, on the edges in in Hinchinbrook Channel here, like you know, sight fishing from in in, in snags and or on, on the open beach or open banks if you like, and some like of that to having to put a cast within a hundred mil or it won't get attention at all is 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 awesome. But uh, I mean, those fish are, are faster and, and fitter and all that sort of stuff. You know, they're not they're not average the same size as the faust faust barrow, but I mean. I mean, anyone who doesn't reckon those 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 impoundment barrier go hard is, is oh, man, caught yeah. enough of them. That's for sure. Yeah, they're definitely not like hooking. You know, you're hooking a fifty pound animal, but it's not like a bloody Spanish mackerel that's going to peel one hundred and fifty meters of line off you. Yeah, mm. sure, they've they've got you know they're not going to go racing across the other side of the dam. But mm. geez, by the time they get that fly line through your fingers, mate, you'll know about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially if you're trying to stop them in around the timber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a big lump of fish and they're not going to run 100, 100 metres, but they're going to carry on like a pork chop. That's oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Be, yeah. Especially if you're going to put the brakes on. It's, yeah, it's a lot, yeah. of, lot of water that's getting displaced, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. So you're, you're based out of town, you're living in Townsville, right? Living just northern, northern suburbs of Townsville, just, mm. just out of town, about 20k out of town in a little beachside community. Mm. Yeah, so it's just slightly out of town, but yeah, towns, I would call Townsville my home, yeah. How far are you running? How far south? How far north are you? Oh. Without without working with Dave on motherships and all that, like just as far as you know your operation. Me? Yeah. Rodney fishing. Yeah. Which Sundays through to to the Hinchinbrook? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's yep. that's where I'm fishing. Yeah. Yeah. But cool. I'm going to go fishing for myself. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Are you going to do? Um, are you going to look at doing JPs or anything like that? Or probably not. I, I thought about that. I thought you know that freshwater scene's pretty good. So I've got a um, another mate of mine who's just north of here where we are in Cardwell. He's just up at um, Innisfail and got a really good JP fishery around there. And he said the same thing to me the other day. He said, are you going to start doing some JP trips? And I said, I probably won't at the moment. Um, the logistics of it and getting clients up in there for the time frame that it's going to be required to get the job done. You know, you're going to need a couple of days up in there. Mm. Uh, probably not a fishery that you could fish for a week long like you've just done here and you've probably fished probably different stuff nearly every day of the week most of the, most of the week you know mm. whereas if you were to do the freshwater streams it's probably that same sort of thing over and over but yeah it's definitely not something that i'll i'll shrug off absolutely if you know if we've got clients up here and it's blown 30 knots well then there's no reason why we couldn't slip up north and spend a day in the fresh and catch yeah. jp's jacks tarpon and barra and all that sort of stuff yeah yeah there's a couple of rivers just north of here that you can get the five in you know the 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 Jack, the Barra, the Tarpon, JP and a Sooty, you mm. know, and you can do that in a day, it's achievable in a day's fishing and that's a pretty good, pretty good fun day's fishing to, to walk away with some of that. So that might be something I might add in the future, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's, well, there's definitely opportunity for it. It'd be hard to get off that, that boat. I've been spending five days on, on Dave's boat. I'm sure you wouldn't want to be on land at yeah. all. Or, or sliding down a river in a little canoe. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine there'd be, uh, you'd be by yourself up here doing yeah, that, right? Absolutely. absolutely there'd be a few, a few snapping handbags around the place to be doing that. Yeah, yeah. It'd be pretty, pretty scary in there, some of those creeks. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So what are you doing, Dave? Are you going to be just focused on stand-up paddleboarding? Um, yeah, yeah. Your boat, yeah, yeah. No doubt. Yeah, yeah. A few more push-ups push every morning, um, et cetera. Yep. Um, no, no, I'd, I'd look forward to helping Rodney out. Um, you know, I guess I'm probably more excited about next year that ro- helping Rodney and, and making sure that all goes smoothly than I would be if I was here next year. Mm. It's a, strange to some people. That might sound strange, but yeah, yeah. Um, 
And we're still going to be running the the Eclipse Mothership season together in the, in that June July period, mm. uh, because that suit that suits everybody. You know, the Eclipse we basically run that boat for Joe and B because they've become friends of mine, and that's that's what we do. Mm. Uh, and it suits. It's a great time of year up there, and it suits us. And um, so yeah, like I'm not completely removed from the guiding scene in that regard and next year you know Rodney's we'll, we'll basically still have four guides you know Rodney and Ian and Snelly and myself I guess as the you know um, the crew mm. uh, and and perhaps drag Al Simpson out of retirement on a, on a bit of uh, mothership work or something uh, yeah, retired. Well, you know, <laughs> uh, you retired know, or old. Which you know, one we're not sure. Know, yeah. Canadian <laughs> chaps alike. Maybe recluse is a better word. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, no, he's a great dude. Yeah, he was just giving you some shit, Albert. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I've, I've got way too much to do. I've got a, some projects I need to finish. But like I said. Um, I definitely I'd be more excited about helping Rodney out and making sure that all rolls as sweet as next year and, and maybe fishing the odd you know helping out with the odd, odd regular on the odd occasion and mm. yeah yeah, so, yeah you, got, you, you guys are good. I don't know I don't know, what, know if you want me to talk about anything else but you're still going to have a skip right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's right so yeah. we're still there'll be We'll still have a company. Rodney will still have a company with four four skiffs in tow. You know, mm. uh, three three American ones and and an, and an Aussie built mm-hmm. one with Ian Ian Kukurs, You know, and yeah. who actually knows, great guide and oh. barrel laughs and dude, great dude to spend time with. You know, yeah. oh Ian, absolutely, Ian's a legend. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. first fish with Ian. I think two thousand three. I think it was, or maybe four. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was up for the fly comp just the other day, so it was good to catch yeah. up with him again too. Yeah, yeah, it was good. yeah no, he did well too, didn't he? He yeah. placed or something. He, didn't he? he took out the barras. He took oh, out he? the champion barra, yeah, with a couple of good barras. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who would have thought Ian Kirkus would have won a barra prize? Eh? Yeah. yeah, who would have yeah. thought? Yeah, it's like the man's never caught a barra. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like him or. Him and John Snell, who would have yeah, picked that? That's it. If you were looking for champion barrow team to ever fish with, it'd be those two dudes. Yeah, John yeah. John Snell and bloody Ian Kikurs. Kikurs, Kikurs. Yeah, he's so, a dude. Good yeah, dude, yeah. No, 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 pretty, like, very excited about what's happening. Mm. Um, yeah, no, it's good. It'll be good. Good, good times ahead, I reckon. Yeah, absolutely. Good times here. Get away from this stupid cunt flu <laughs> phenomenon that's going on, and yeah. move ahead as as uh, as Aussies, you know. And hopefully, a few Aussies jump on the back of like helping Aussies out, you know. Um, we can't. We won't be going international for a couple more years, no yeah. doubt. So yeah, it's might time be for, uh, time for Aussies to back up. Aussie Queenslanders backing up Queenslanders at this stage. Well, for mm. the next couple of months. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I highly recommend it. Jeez, a lot yeah, of a lot of these species are down where I live, but like this is next level. You know, like it's it's well well worth me to travel from Sunshine Coast to to you know Hinchinbrook area. I guess you could say. 
I went out on the island, but you, you guys know what I'm saying. Yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. Like, you've fished plenty, but certainly opened your eyes this week as to what happens in the in the wet tropics, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah so you've just done this week. How did you find it, mate? How did you find the week with Dovo? Oh, mate. fishing with Hinchy. What an eye-opener, mate. It's, um, yeah, Hinchinbrook's a, uh, in my, like, if I was to review it in a nutshell after a week of fishing here, it's a it's a large and varied place that um, that is best capitalised on from local knowledge. That's for sure. Mm. You know, that um, yeah. Like I don't think well, you can put value on it because, like you know, you you pay what the person's asking. You know, like, that's that's the value of it, and it's worth every cent. You know, like, it's um, yeah, got to yeah. When we my week experience here was. Um, was interesting, and I, I guess I would have tested the, uh, the limitations of of of, um, of Dave's setup in that respect. Not so much. I don't mean the boat and lots of stuff, but uh, coming here, coming here to target a species that requires sun, and only having two hours of it, <laughs> or so, just about. Oh, we got a bit of sun the first hour, I suppose. But I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, like I mean, yeah, I guess we had, yeah, we had a decent shot. At, we had some shots the first day. Mm. Not as many as you'd like, but enough. Mm. And uh, I, I guess you'd call them bites, but they're only GBs. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, little, that that little says a lot, doesn't it? That you've, you've come up pants. here for a week and you've had a few hours of sunlight to see the, the fish you're chasing. Mm. How'd you go in that few hours? Yeah. Did score pretty good. Yeah. Well, I mean... I don't feel fair enough to say that I scored, you know, like it's, uh, mate, it's, again, like I said earlier, like you feel like you're in a team with, with, when you're like fishing with Dave, which will be like fishing with you, like 100%. It's exactly what it is, a team. Yeah. yeah, you know, so I mean, there's, there is no way, I mean, that um, things have to line up, you know, and to have someone to recognise that that, that that needs to line up and where to go made that happen, that's for sure, you know. Yeah. That, um, so you know, I, 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 as the angler was presented an opportunity, and just was asking enough to capitalise on it, you know. So it was good. Pretty good, um, mate. Yeah, it was um, it was yeah. So for those who are wondering, we haven't named the species. But we're talking about permit. It's a great permit fishery up here. Varied, that's for sure. There's a lot of, a lot of flats. My week was was checkered with rain and, and high winds, but you know, um, you know, Dave was nice enough to show us around and, and point out where flats are and. I could get a sort of bit of stock as to what's what's going on here and the, and the variety that's on offer, uh, depending whether you get twenty five to thirty knots like I did or just normal winds. You know, I guess yeah. <laughs> it's um you know so it's like any place. I mean, the, the I guess the the oh, how do I put this the the thing that was was pretty amazing was like I mean one day it was just completely solid rain and we still caught fish you know yeah like not only was it rain but like the whole mangrove swamp was just fucking leaning over to one side you know like the fucking wind <laughs> yeah, was yeah. horrible but know? we even like sight cast barrels that day yeah, yeah unreal. absolutely so i mean like I, I can't help but think where else in the fucking world could i go you know and not have that day be a day in the pub and that's know? the like the thing we've moved past the comp but where else do you go and there's 20 to 25 boats and mm. we're all going to go out and we're all going to catch fish. Some of them might score because there's 20, because they're 27 centimetres, like 
villain was catching about 30 of those on day one mm. that, you know, undersized just under, G, under, GTs. Just like, under the uh, comp, never seen, comp size. I've never yeah. seen so many small GTs in my life. But, mm. um, so, A, oh, the comp, okay, A, the comp, where else do you hold the comp where that many people can go saltwater fly fishing in Australia mm. and go every time? Mm. It's not like the comp's being called off for bad weather. Well, last year we had 36 knots during the comp. And, and everyone we, was still able to fish. That's right. And caught fish. Yeah. There was shit piles of fish. Yeah. 36 knots. That's like the day. Not exactly. Like yeah, 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 yeah. And we had the nutso day one day, this middle of this week, where, where that happened. Mm. And every other And you go, oh, yeah, but sometimes it doesn't rain so much. Yeah, it doesn't rain so much in the desert. Well, there's no fish there either. Yeah, mm. that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's why there's no fish. Yeah. And that's why there's arse piles of fish. And, the, yeah, and that's what makes the fucking permit. Sorry, I didn't mean to kick you going, Sarah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was just going to say that that's what makes the permit here a fucking seem to be generally always big and fucking hard earned, you know? So I guess it depends on, on, on what you want, you know? If you're that, because that's, that's me. I was prepared to come here for one fish and I got that one fish. And that's, that's, that's primarily fault of the, Weather, you know, if I got, if I, if I managed to score even fucking normal weather, you know, like just, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. definitely <clears throat> normal weather. Yeah. Right. Imagine the opportunities that would have been in front of you if you could have seen for yeah. the whole five days, yeah. Yeah. Well, I can't, ex- yeah. Yeah. yeah, I can't, ex- because I, I come up here and have never seen permits swimming in the water before. I can't expect to fucking score on my first day ever. You know, the first day was fully intended in my mind as, as a fucking warm up. The next two days... Cloud, fucking rain. Oh, yeah. yeah, three days essentially. Yeah, it wasn't until the third day that we got after lunch. Oh, it looks like it looks like there's some blue stuff in the sky. You know, like barely remember what the fucking shit looks like. <laughs> Let's and, go there. Yeah, well, it's 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 Dave. You know, it's like you, you know, it's like it's not like I said, hey Dave, should we go catch a permit now? It's like get your line in. We're gonna go over here. You know, and mm-hmm. and like I mean, it's you know, like it's. It's, it's obvious what we're going to be doing, you know, but like that's, that's how, that's how well it works. It's, it's not like, Hey mate, um, do you want to go catch a permit now or anything like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm, I would imagine I'm not an easy angler to, to bring here. Like, I mean, I'm not interested in, and Dave knows this, and this is a testament to himself or all the operation, you know, that you'll be as well is that, um, I don't want to go and, um, and dredge up queenies after queenies and stuff, but you know, like it's, uh, I'd, I'd be a challenging client like that to sort of go well i i just i want to i want to sight fish barrel or permit um and and we still did it in the rain it was yeah. it was great or yeah. you know like the the sometimes when the banks got dirty the the, the technical casting of like you know putting it on that on that timber or, you know all that sort of stuff it was it was great it was it was very very fulfilling i suppose and 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 again it comes right back around to what i said earlier where else in the world are you gonna fucking still fish for a week yeah in these sort of conditions that would shut a whole fucking, yeah. you know, operation down. Still come away with a couple of trophy fish, yeah. 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 Nice jack you've got today too, mate. Yeah, that was a good jack, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know, it was good hanging out with you guys today and just having a, having a look around while you were fishing. It was yeah. Good fun, yeah. Yeah, that was, it was Talk a great thing. shit and, and, and watch a bit of what's going on. So I've been spending as much time as I can with Davo as well recently mm. and just trying to learn as much as I can from him. Yeah. Um, and... You know, we've done a couple of days out just to go. Oh, yeah. So no, it was good to go out with you today as well. So yeah. that was that was cool and good to see you catch up. Good to see you. That was cool. 
Yeah. I'll, I'll definitely have a run, Dave. That'd be great. Yeah, Dingo's Revenge coming out of here. Sponsor. Not a word from our sponsor. sponsor. Yes. <laughs> But, but Rod, that's that's the sort of fishing you do as well, right? I mean, like, this is, yeah. this is your rec fishing. This is exactly like, what I do for recreational. The only other thing that I would probably throw on top of this hinchy or creek-style fishing and flats would we be... Are we going to Would be... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I, I feel like if I said, can I have some fucking soft drink in this, I'd be yeah, sullying the manufacturer. You, that's, that's the operative word, soft. <laughs> Right. Soft drink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, so one of the other things that I like to do myself as well, mate, is um, scoot out in the islands and catch trout. Oh, yeah? Coral trout, yeah, I love it, because I can get a feed and um, it's it's very, very, very visual. Yeah, yeah. Over the coral flats, yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's you know, when you talk about, that's that's what I do as well, but yeah, that's that's an... Other than, other than what we're doing up here, that's, that's my other favourite thing, is to scoot out around the reefs of the islands close to home and throw stick baits for out, yeah, so yeah, that's awesome. It's not yeah. fly fishing, but it's it's good fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. Are you going to run those sort of charters as well? Yeah. Oh, I think if 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 the right client comes along and says, hey, this, you know, if, you know, if someone's listening to this and they 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 contact me and say, hey, that's something I'm really interested in. Well, then yeah, definitely that's something we can do. Yeah, you know, absolutely. absolutely. I, I um yeah, it's one of my one of my favourite things is, is stick baits for GTs and trout. Yeah, I like that too. Mm. Plenty of that off here, yeah. Yeah, it's a fair bit going off around the farm group, the islands out here, and, and the reef is out mm. wider, but obviously we won't be going out there in a skiff, but yeah, the islands around home, there's there's definitely a bit of that on offer. It's good fun, yeah. 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 But yeah, Ooh, this is bit of butter. Pretty smooth, eh? I'm not even a rum drinker, that's, um, that's really nice. It's bad for an old fellow's home brewer. Yeah. Culture, <laughs> mm. right? Chockers, plaguey chockers. Tastes like bananas, it must be from Tully. <laughs> this is, this is obviously not your obviously not your first batch, Dave, eh? No, no, no. It's a it's a kung kung flu in uh, induced hobby, I suppose. <laughs> so the boys up in Owie and and fish mates of mine won't use their real names. Um, <laughs> I've been doing it for a while, and it's something I was going to do for a long time. And of course, Kung Flu came around last year. Oh well, we've got plenty of time now. Mm. So yeah, done right, mate. Bit of research into how they did it back in the Caribbean in the day. So a few secret herbs and spices there. Mm. Yeah, right. That's few. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. I can imagine what they'd be in North Queensland. Secret herbs and spices. (laughs) Secret spices. The tropical area, a lot of stuff grows here. Yeah, yeah, yeah that stuff does grow. It's pretty good <laughs> rum, actually. I, I remember one of the first batches he ever made, and I loved it. I, I loved it more than bought rum. It was smoother and easier to drink than some of the bought rums that I'm drinking. Yeah. And it's only gotten better over the last 12 months or so. Whatever yeah, it is. I like yeah. to think so. Yeah, yeah it is. It's, it's tasty stuff. So will this be like a regular thing with the charters, like come and do a charter and Absolutely. get a rum? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> We've just got to keep talking to our sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> so what else? What else? Uh, talk to you, Chris. What yes. else? What do you think about the accommodation setup and all the, the behind the scenes of the oh, fishing? It, it, it's pretty good. It's pretty it's, good stuff. It's yeah, bloody ideal. I um, I haven't even thought of how I could describe that. You know, um, so here we are recording this now in what's nicknamed the the Blue House, and it's um, it's best described as what um, what would you say three three bedroom, two bathroom. The laundromat, kitchen, big outdoor, big deck. It's probably what um, 
it'd be at least four meters, four and a half meters wide around the around the front balcony, big sliding glass doors. It's just a great atmosphere. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's um very very North Queensland feeling. You know, it's private. There's, there's you don't hear your neighbours or anything like that. The only um, the only noise is a couple of curlers that just hang around. Yeah, and, uh, that's about it. They're not as tough as they make you out, eh? Curlers. <laughs> no, <laughs> I've been giving compliments just out of fear of you know, the. <laughs> <laughs> they might turn on me. It's uh yeah no it's um it's great. So um you now we're in um John Florida Blake. What's the town? Cardwood. Cardwood, of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is great. And uh, one of the things I learned the other day, which is awesome, is the 24-hour coffee place. It's great. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah the roadhouse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah the roadhouse, yeah. slash restaurant, slash yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, everything's in there. It's, it's awesome. It's, uh, yeah, Cardwell's just a small town. It's got a little supermarket. Got a great pub. The bees in the pub are awesome, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we've been there. We haven't been there every night. I got some takeaway from the roadhouse as well, mm. and that was really nice too. Yeah, yeah. The areas, the, the area, the setup, it's great. I think it's. Um, I don't feel like I'm holidaying in my own state. That's for sure. Yeah, right. Nice. Yeah. Somewhere a bit different. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. over the past couple of years, knowing full well that I was going to end up taking over AFO, I've, I've been working with Dave, and I've been talking to the clients and asking them, you know, like, how's how does things go? What do you like? What you know? What's the setup like? And I just play a, you know have played a bit of a probably a questionnaire card with them I suppose on on what do they like about the business what do they like about the accommodation the style the fishing the, the the trips away the remote mothership trips and is there anything else that they would like to do um, and it's a full testament to Dave that none of them have said it's shit you know like every one of them have said that the accommodation the fishing you know depending on where they are the location it's been good mm. um so that's a full testament to dave that he's, he's been doing things right for a very long time um but a couple of them did say hey let's you know oh yeah if you're going to do something down at peter faust or whatever that'd be a bit different but yeah mm. that, that'd be something interesting for him but other than that you know like i said full testament to dave that he's been doing it right and i'll be doing exactly the same thing to have all of his clients that i spoke to Mm. So that they enjoy the fishing and where they stay in the accommodation and the whole the whole system. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. How how far away is Faust from here? Uh, from here, where we are here, or from home base, which I'm going to call Townsville. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. let's let's call it home base from Townsville, that's where what, where where, uh, where this asset there. Really yeah. Is. So Townsville, it's it's pretty central to a lot of things. So we've got the Bowen fishery as well, um, the Whit Sundays and Peter Faust. So they're both about three hours tops. From Townsville, um, and you've got you know Cardwell obviously up this way, um, which is only an hour and a half north of Townsville. Mm. So everything's within three hours of Townsville. Um, a lot of the fishing is going to be still based around Hinchinbrook area and surrounds. Mm. So that's only an hour and a half from Townsville. Um, but yeah, that Proserpine is is just under three hours from Townsville. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you could tailor a pretty good trip. I was about to mention a species. I will mention a species. I won't mention where it is because I know that if I do mention this species uh, and where it is, there'll probably there'll probably be some pretty annoyed dudes. But you know, so you've got you've got in Pampara, you've got obviously got the, you know like the Hinchinbrook Channel, which is you know famous for its permit. Um, some of the some of the stuff that's surrounding Hinchinbrook Channel as well for the permit. Yeah. Access to Tuskies and bastards as well. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I mean that's. So uh, the, best, the best thing about this region, mm. as in the Whitsunday coast and then the northern tropical coast, is the amount of options there are in species and 
as in weather. Mm. So it can be blowing its ass off up here in Hinchinbrook, and I'm, I'm 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 envisioning that I may have some clients that are going to be quite flexible at some times. Mm. We've got them booked into Hinchinbrook, and the weather turns to crap. Mm. Well. I'm flexible, whereas, you know, like Dave O being restricted to roughly where he could work from. Um, I'm in a central location, so we can pull up stumps and we can move down south and fish some really spectacular flats around Bowen on the mid Sundays. Mm. Um, and we can move and shuffle that weather depending, you know. So if it's blowing its ass off up here and it's blowing 10 knots less down there, well, then why wouldn't we throw that up as an option? Mm. Um, so I've been searching into accommodation options and making sure I've got a heap of different things up my sleeve different areas from where I'm going to go mm. so yeah flexibility is going to be one of the best things I'm going to be able to offer I suppose being Townsville based if someone's coming up for a week so for example yourself you know like we sniffed around and thought that might be an option to move you this week mm. um, but the weather was the same all the way up the coast so obviously in, in situations like that we can't do anything but mm. yeah it's definitely going to be options for flexibility yeah like you say yeah. the Tusky and Goldie fishing permits all that down the Bowen with Sunday's region is just as good as, if not better than up here, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and it's not being, uh, it's not being, well, it's not really being done by anyone who's known the area as long as, as, as yourself. I mean, how long have you lived in Townsville most of your life? Uh, no, I'm originally from Perth. Yeah. Born and bred in Perth. I moved over to Mackay in the early parts of the mining boom in the very early 2000s, and I moved up to Townsville a couple of years after that. So I've been oh, yeah. in Townsville since about 2005 onwards. Yeah, right, okay. Almost 20 years, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Nearly, yeah. So yeah. prior to that, my main fishery was Bowen and Whitsundays around north of Mackay. So, mm. yeah, where I met I met the first blokes that I ever fly fished with down that way, which was um, Fenton and Mark Woolley and Neil Cunnington and, and uh, Darren Jennings. Yeah, mm. yeah met well, those guys down there. That's the other thing, isn't it? With, with, with both of you guys, it's not just a matter of running an individual outfit. Like, you integrate into the, the fly fishing community around here, you know, like you you've got really tight I mean you, that's the one thing you, you notice about this area in North Queensland standing like us are looking in from living down in the south I mean we've got a culture like that down south as well but I mean you guys are so tight knit up here you know like you, you know like it's and uh, amongst great fishermen as well like I'm sure you're all talking and, and learning from each other and stuff and it just keeps getting better and better by the sounds of it because I mean you, you watch everyone's results and it's, it's just fantastic what's, what's going on there you know so I mean to have access to that still access to dave as well like i mean like you've got a you've got a potential for a fantastic platform Absolutely. to come up you know that's yeah, for sure yeah, for sure so dave being one of the pioneers i would like to say in this in this region for fly fishing you know like there's there's a few guys doing it before him but mm. um they are actually like sort of mentored dave as well you know mm. like you think about Fish Philiskirk and you know like jester and those guys you know that sort of gave you the first bloody i suppose initiations into your fly fishing world, Roland Newton, those boys. Um, and then you have, well, as in Dave, been the pioneer to really cement that into the Hinchinbrook region and how it goes. Um, and I'd like to think that I can keep that legacy going. And like you say, it's evolving. And mm. We're all talking and we're all learning off each other. Mm. You know, there's, there's guys in Cairns, there's guys in the Big Sundays and, and down south and around our region that are, like you say, all pretty tight tight-knit group mm. and we're yeah, definitely 100% learning off each other and getting, mm. getting, just getting it better and better and better all the time yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean no but as far as the like <coughs> local scene though you know local local locals no one's been a deck you know no no all there's been no decks yeah they're all I good mean, you know we've we've shared our 
And it flies with the world, basically. Mm. Yeah. Like no one else in the world's done that. No. No one else in the world has handed you their permit flies. The guides and the keys cut them off. Ours have somehow made it onto the fucking internet. Yeah. Yeah. Stayed on clients' rods and things like that. Well, like, yeah, clients have shared them with the world. Yeah. So. That's true, eh? That's really. Because it's. No one's had their nose put out of joint and and we're still catching perms. Yeah. It was only recently I listened to one of the um, the Millhouse podcasts and I. uh, You'll have to forgiveness the Mills if you're listening to this, but I can't remember the guest name. Oh, Justin Ray. That's it. Talking about that, you know, like clip, clipping, um, clipping flies off at the uh, at the boat ramp. Uh, not only in tournaments, but just not showing the the, the level yeah. of caginess that goes on there. It's a real, almost Australian sort of um, feel in regards to what you guys share with that. You know, like I mean, I'm not dissing Americans that saying they'd be dishonest and not sharing so that. There's no way they'd have the fishery over there if they weren't sharing shit, you know? That's right. You know, for sure. But, um, but we, you know, you guys perhaps maybe don't have the population here to be that fearful. I mean, like the body of water, I mean, we went out for, I mean, we were, what, we see two boats maybe, like a couple of pro crabbers and two, yeah. two wreck boats and that's it. Yeah. You know, you don't, you don't need to be cagey with it. You know, like everyone comes up, they get, they get that information shared. You know, the flies that you guys... Do, and that's the other thing with the flies that you guys are developing, like, and, um, have developed, really. I don't know how you could get them much, much better, really. Is not only you guys fishing and then the client and the, and the uh, days out in the water guiding, but guys that win it, like Dan Collins has win the tournament or, or Al and stuff like that up, up there in Cairns and that, those guys are fishing flies and talking to you guys and why don't we try this, do this and, you know, it's, um, it's, it's interesting to watch that evolution just happen and then, and then get offered to guides, you know? Like, cause I mean, I tied my own flies to come on this trip, but everything I did is like, what do you think of this, Dave? What do you think of this, Dave? Mm-hmm. You know, so it's, um, it's, uh, you know, and not, not once did I get a hint that it was, it was annoying the guy, you know? But now after drinking this rub, I can't run, I can't understand why, yeah. you know? Pretty crazy. Uh, Pretty crazy once yeah. he gets a bit of the lubricant <laughs> put into it. Yeah. <laughs> not much aphasia after drinking this rum. It's just a, yeah, looks, fly looks great, yeah. And thanks to you too, mate, for dumping a whole bunch of flies on the stew. Like, oh, my those pleasure. different patterns and stuff like mm. that, yeah. It's good to finally see a game changer in the flesh. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. 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 Never seen one actually in, in hand, so that was pretty cool. They're, yeah. And see one swim today, that was pretty cool. And catch a big jack, that was pretty cool. Yeah. 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 Could have done better. There's a lot of stuff busting up in that creek, that's for oh, sure. But was a bit going on, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But yeah. that even that. Um, can't catch it all. Yeah. No, you can't. I mean, the crab fly things are still evolving. I mean, that's a subject in itself. But that, do you share the same mentality as, as Dave in regards to the more realistic patterns? Or yeah, I yeah. do. Yeah, mm. I do like those realistic patterns. Yeah, always have. Mm. Um, you know, like I haven't caught a shit ton of permit in my life, but I've caught a, quite a few. Mm. Um, and I've got a few now. Uh, those realistic patterns are definitely a game changer, you know, like from casting merkins and shrimps like I used to in the early days and now casting these realistic patterns. It's not, you know, it's permit fishing and there's never a guarantee and there's never a surefire switch that's going to catch you a permit. But feeding these realistic crabs to these permit if you get it in the right spot with the fish from in the right way uh, you, you, you can't guarantee you're going to get a bite but you're feeling pretty confident that you you know he's going to see that and think it's a crab you know mm. whereas before you'd go I wonder if he saw it 
and if he did see it, I wonder what he thought it was. Now mm. I know if he sees it, he thinks it's a crab, and if, is he going to eat it? You know, mm. like so. Those realistic patterns are, are definitely a go to now. Yeah, hundred percent. You know. Well, well yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it, it's interesting watching the way Australians develop their crab loss because we looked at you know Del Brown's merkin and things like that over there, and I, I still see the influence in Australia with strong arm crabs and things like that as well. But like, I mean, we're you know, I discussed on the boat today, David, and I'm sure you'd agree, Rod, that, like, uh, you know, the Atlantic type and uh, Atlantic permit, rather, like, aren't living in the same scenario as, as us. But so the evolution of, of um, trying what's worked in, a, in an older fly fishing culture to come here and go, that's okay, but it needs to be better and better, and it just keeps getting better and better. Like, the uh, evolution of the crabs around here in the last, in the last 10 years. Mm. 10 years ago would have been would have been merkins or 20 years ago would have been merkins right or, Absolutely. or probably even shrimps right yep. Yep. you know what did um what did fish get that one done done in the, in the Seymour that was a shrimp one I think that it was a shrimp a, fly back yeah. in the early days on video that yeah. one on film I think that was a shrimp one could have been yeah 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 so yeah yeah it's um because I remember seeing Rob Laspina I'm pretty sure it was that um using epoxy shrimp flies as well here and stuff yeah now yeah. it's just Solid crabs, you know. Like I've been asking you to uh, sometime over the week, you know, um, is it, is they going to eat a crab more than they're going to eat a shrimp, you know? And um, I guess a lot of people would come from up from south who would fish shrimps for things like brim and flathead and stuff like that, where you wouldn't normally put a crab fly in front of it. It's hard to contemplate how effective the um, a, 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 a prey, well, like like Bill Mitchell coined in one of his articles, slow moving prey. You know how effective that is you know mm-hmm. and um it can't it can't you can't rely on a caricature anymore like it's that that realistic that crab because yeah. you guys are all about getting it done for your clients and it's you know that's a very uh, interesting thing to observe as, as to what you guys would tie on you know mm. you know like i, I had a look in dave's box you know i don't know it'd be interesting to get a photo of that day but I don't know if you have you can. <laughs> Look at his face just changed. I actually just do that with the, uh, the old snap memory, mate. <laughs> I can't see that happening. But you know, like uh, I, look, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll do the respect not even describing what's in there. But you know, it looks like it's uh, you know you've dug up dug up the sand in your box. That's for sure. You know, it's um. So but they, they don't just eat crabs, and that's the thing. You know, like it was only a couple of years ago. Now we fish with Troy on the Troy Burbage on the pre-fish day. Yeah. And uh, Troy was on the bow. Three of us were on the boat having a mess around out in the front flats, mm. out the beach. And Troy was on the bow, threw a crab in, didn't look at it, threw another crab in, didn't look at it, threw the same crab in again, didn't look at it. Dave just said, grab that lighter rod with the shrimp on it. Grab that out. With it just was a quick rod change. Threw the shrimp in and fed the fish. Mm. Fed the permit. Mm. Yeah. So it's not just about the crabs, it's a lot of it's about scenario and situation as well. Yeah, and yeah. And fish yeah. too. Like Dave, I read those fish, they weren't even looking at that crab and it was in the, in the spot. Mm. Just put the shrimp in there and just tap that little shrimp in front of him and he ate it, you know? Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's definitely, yeah, like, you, yeah, like you're saying, there's, you know, well, not like you were saying, you were saying he's quite focused on these realistic crab patterns now, but there's still a little bit of flex to it. Yeah, there's definitely still a little bit of room to move. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess that comes down to fishing, I suppose, is adapting on the day. Mm-hmm. You know, um, um, I'm guessing that 90% of the time you would expect them to eat a crab, but it's a matter of adapting to the fish on the day. If they keep rejecting it, That's right. I guess size would come into it first and then it'd come to it, like shrimps and stuff like that. That sounds yeah. about right. Yep. Yeah. 
Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Well, I remember maybe 10 years ago, I remember when I first asked Dave, well, you probably don't even remember. Probably not. Yeah. How do I catch these bloody things? You know, <laughs> like I'm out here fishing and I, I can't catch them. And he said, well, I'm not going to tell you how to catch them. He said, but I just want you to have a look on the flat and see what's swimming around on there a lot at the moment. No, no, you were, you were trying to teach me and I knew you were. You weren't just going to give me anything on, a, on nothing. And you said, have a look on the flats at what's swimming around on there at the moment. There's acres of it. That's what they're eating. And I learned from that. What was it? It was baitfish. They were eating baitfish. Yeah, right. Yeah. I don't know if you remember this. This was like 10 years ago. Uh, they were eating, there were schools of little bait on the flats. And you said, don't be surprised if a little clouser bump in front of them would work. And it did. Mm. Yeah. There you go. That was a yeah. very, very long time ago. That was over 10 years ago. Yeah. What was that? What was that? Uh, there you go, Glennis. There you go, Glennis. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that, 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 and that's it. You know, look, they're not just eating crabs. They're going to eat different things at different times, I suppose. You know? mm. Mm. Yeah. Oh, interesting. You know what? I, I said it today when both of you guys know, I'm going to stop asking questions about permit. There's no hard and fast rule. There isn't. There's it's, so many open ended answers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, most times I, I've been asking Dave, "What do you reckon Berman will do here?" Though it depends. Yeah, and and I know he's not fucking around. You know, I mean, it's just, just it just doesn't have the answer. It just yeah. depends. It does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I think anyone who specialises in, in a fish, that's that's the answer. You know, mm. every time there's probably a, a generalised rule of, you know, I don't know. Like I mean, we permit like a, a tide and a place they'd be at certain times. Um, I mean, there's other species I can think of that that I spend a lot of time on that I can relate the same thing to. Mm-hmm. It's a hard thing to do, but um, and I guess that I guess you know you could take this whole thing almost full circle in saying that that's why you pay God. You know, you don't you don't come up to an area. Yeah. And um, Jesus, I wonder how long you you would, you would expect it to. Imagine if you moved, and came up to this area, not knowing anyone, took no advice, and got out and hit your book channel and just went, oh fuck. You know, I mean, it'd be such an overwhelming place. I remember the first few years I fished up here, coming driving up from Mackay. We actually drove up to fish the Hinchy mm. Comp, the challenge. And um, I remember driving, launching into that channel, and driving in and just going, "It's just uh, flabbergasting, just overwhelming the amount of good stuff." And we fished and we fished and we fished our asses off, and not good, didn't get a fish. The same mm. as most people do when they come up to Hinchinbrook. Because it does take a bit of time to learn where those fish sit, sit why they're sitting there, and where they're going to move to once they move from where they're sitting now, and why they're going to be sitting in the next spot, and all the, you know, mm. it there's, takes so much to learn that uh, it's not something you're going to learn within a year or two. I don't know too many people that have come up here and fished it well within a year. Mm. It takes them a fair while on their own, you know, without getting advice and, and tips takes a fair bit to figure this place out and I, I learned that the hard way back in the early days. I was pretty lucky. I had Snelly and, and Dave I sort of pointed me in, a, in the right direction a few times back in the early days. Mm. Uh, very lucky. That's why they're my mates nowadays because they took five minutes out of their day to, to give a shit, you know. Like, mm. um, but yeah, yeah I, I scratched around for, for nearly two years fishing the wrong spots. Yeah. Fishing at absolutely amazing looking snags. Yeah. That now I know why the fuck would you fish there? Mm. You know, but back then I thought, why wouldn't you? That's mm. of course it's gonna be where a barra sits, you know? Yeah. No, that's the last place you're gonna sit. Yeah. <laughs> I know what I know now, but mm. that's just the channel, you know. Like you would have seen it today. We fish I don't know how many banks did we fish today. But we only fish 
that 30 metre section of it. It, it, yeah. it, yeah, like and it, it looks the same all the way down there for a kilometre. Yeah, yeah. It kind of it, it kind of makes sense after you do it in a couple of days, I yeah. guess. You know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, there's, mate, you'd have to get you'd have to get beaten in a submission to learn it yourself. You yeah. know. Yeah. That's for sure. Pretty tricky. Yeah. I mean, so I must. I mean, like uh, that's that's something that's um you know I mean you've been on the show before, Dave. I've never asked this before. Like you know, like how'd you cut your teeth here? Uh, yeah, I don't know, just winged it. <laughs> That's, that can't be true, come on, mate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah most, mostly. Fish the shit out of it. <laughs> no, mostly it is. Um, yeah. I guess it was easier then, because nobody fished there. Yeah, yeah. You just jumped out on that water and hope your boat started at the end of the day because there was nobody, there was never going to be anyone to tow you home. Betting him, yeah, never saw no, anyone. Nobody. Mm. Nobody fished there. Mm. Uh, yeah, because there was one shitty ramp at Cardwell and one whatever, and when you, everyone had smaller boats, so no one went from Dungeness all the way up to Deluge. Deluge. Yeah. <laughs> no, one ever, no one ever went that far. Yeah, yeah. That sort of like, <coughs> what sort of lunatic goes 15 nautical miles across that sort of water in their 15-foot punt. Mm. Or in their, sorry, 15. In their 12-foot punt with a 15 on the back. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, no, no. So just winged it. And that was all barra fishing, though. You know, mm. you just you were just barra fishing. Whether it was bait casters originally and then, and then picking up a fly rod. Mm. And, yeah, I, I guess you just learnt more and more off from yourself. But then the next person, you know, Rolly... There was a guy, there was a bloke that used to work for Rolly, Johnny Simons, and he was a, he used to help Jesto out guiding a bit. They did a bit of guiding together, so you learn a bit off him and then become mates with Jesto and learn a shit pile off him and then fish more with whatever, but it was more, yeah, all just winging it yourself, you know. Mm. And then eventually you just found enough clients that wanted to do, that were fly fishermen and wanted to fly fish and then wanted to spend more time on that sand stuff with those funny looking fish that you couldn't ever catch. <laughs> yeah. And off you went. Yeah, yeah. No, it's only days on the water. Not, yeah, sure, you, you picked up, if you were smart enough to pick up stuff off guys like Rolly and Simo and Jesto, which... Fuck, if you couldn't pick up stuff off those guys, you just, yeah, go, mm. yeah, back to, straight back to the golf course, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, I remember asking Dave a very similar question about that sort of stuff. And he said, oh, you know, I remember when the very first few clients, I'd hit them up and ask them if they wanted to go and catch a permit. And they'd go, oh, we'd go and give that, well, let's give it a go for an hour and then whatever. Mm. So, you know, they just, because, oh, you, they don't, you can't catch them. Mm. So let's give it a go for an hour and then we'll go back and catch barrows. But then he found a couple of anglers that wanted to catch them and then spent that time with them and figured it out, eh? Yeah, exactly. Mm. Exactly. And the more, I mean, you needed to spend time yourself, but, you know, you also needed someone up front. So if that someone up, you know, if that guy was happy to spend time up the front well 
Let's go figure them out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was out of, something that was out of interest, something you, you, you wanted to do. Like, I mean, you needed to pay the bills and you're charging customers and stuff, but customers were keen, fully understood what they were putting themselves into. But the, the, the learning was accelerating for you in regards to flat species in Hinchinbrook that way yeah like i mean that yeah i mean i i mean you know like that is essentially what you opened up with like you know like uh you know school hard knocks so to speak really learning yourself really and that's how it was done yeah 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 mm. and and even uh yeah exactly but who who um shit off the back of one of the mill boys podcasts was it i mean shit shit even steve I think it might even been Steve Huff that said he learnt to catch permit off Del Brown's cash, you know? Mm. Learn, learn, I mean, I might be wrong, but I'll be quoting yeah. shit wrong here, but... Learn how to fish him just for a donut. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think he did say something like that, yeah. It was, yeah. It was along those lines, that's for sure. You know, the amount of time that Del wanted to spend on, on just permit... Yeah. yeah, accelerate his learning as well, yeah. Yeah, and I guess as much as I wanted to do it, enough, enough, a small group of clients wanted to do it. Mm. You know, between, uh, I guess, mates like Rolly and Micah and and clients like Neil Shepherd and and uh, Dougie Flynn and Ken Colgan, and they're happy to stand, they were happy to stand out there all day and work that shit out. Figure it mm. out, yeah. You know, well, I guess they were standing there and I was working now, but mm-hmm. still it was a team effort. Yeah, but it's just, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Like it's all those experiences from those anglers giving you input, you, you putting back to them what you've noticed and them trying to apply it as the angler on the front of the boat, compounds, compounds, compounds. And like you could, you know, like although the, the business name is changing, you know, like you're still hanging around, those experiences still carrying on. There's no... There's no, um, there's no chink in the line, so to speak. You know? That's the best thing about, mm. you know, like I, I, I wish I was in the position where I was 30 years old and Dave was mentoring me. I'm 50, yeah, that's mm. fair enough. I'm a bit older and I've still got 10 years ahead of me of, at least. But I wish that I had been a younger fella and had 20 or 30 years ahead of me knowing that what Dave has learnt can only evolve even further mm. and... I'm the next one doing that, you know? So yeah. I'm just so happy that I'm not having to learn from scratch everything that he's already learned and he can help me out a fair bit with Head Start and all of this. It, uh, imagine trying to do it from the start like yeah. did back in the day, yeah. I could, yeah. I could imagine it, yeah, it's just a lot of hard work. I'm, and I'm grateful that I don't have all of that hard work in front of me, only some of it, you know? Yeah, because uh, it's really exciting. Like the, the development of permit in Australia is arguably happening here, you know? Like, I mean, there's... Other places, to, I mean, you guys operate up in Weeper. I mean, well, this is where it started. Yeah, well, it's where it started, but also this is um, this is a reflection of, of catching them in in hard earned areas. Like really, I mean, although plenty of fish here, and um, and and their habits are, are well known here, they're not they're not. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but you you know you're not seeing these big masses of, of fish eating off the surface here, or or, or clouds of block eye coming across other beaches like you see up in. Like these are pods of ones and two, and they're, and they're big fish, and they're, and they've seen anglers before and so that, right? Some yeah. some of the pods can be quite big. Yeah, some of them around here can be a bit bigger than the ones and twos, but they're not like 
They're massive big pods. So yeah, 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 yeah. It's not, uh, it's not shooting <clears throat> fish in a barrel. Yeah, that, that's what I mean. Like, but, like, I mean, there's, there's, there's potential for permit. People are paying attention because there's potential for permit north and south of here. But this is where the development's happening, and it's, and I guess I'm drawing a comparison between place, some places in northern Australia that are, for the majority, like, well, not for the majority, but some places that are inaccessible through financially or physically from a lot of people mm-hmm. and like um so but if you took this sort of uh you know the, the skiffs the knowledge the flies the the know-how here to those areas like the results would be vastly different it's not to say that they're they're, they're better fishing and i'm not I'm not saying that all the fishing here is fucking fantastic you know but um but the fish are harder earned here um and I hope this is coming out wrong. I don't want to make it sound like... Yeah, no. Plenty of people have said what you're trying to say. Yeah, I'm not... not I'm totally thinking this off the cuff. I had no idea I was going to say this, but... But, yeah. So, I hope that's coming across. But my, my main point is that what you guys are doing and what you guys are developing here is getting paid attention to by those people that have, you know, who have got the potential to find those those one or two fish cruise across the flats. Yeah. And, like, um and get... Uh, like I mean like my example like a couple of hours of sunshine is, is all, all I had you know like and some people might have that over a couple of months but they might only see those two fish once a year you know and just have that shot to try and make that happen yeah. you know you're not going to you're not going to do that and I'm not knocking the guys up north to catch on floating I'm just saying but you're not going to be in say southeast Queensland somewhere see the, you know like um, have a have a, a one month window of, of weather temperature, whatever, uh, and, and throw that flight in. You're going to do what you guys do here. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah You're yeah. certainly not going to be doing it down there being polled around on a technical yeah. polling skiff. Yeah. As cool as these fucking things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean you're not going to be, I mean, yeah. Huh. yeah. Actually, I won't, I won't even go down there, but like it's, uh, you know, like it's, um, you know, there's, there's, there's fisheries that seem a lot easier. Maybe that's what I'm trying to say. Absolutely. You know, yeah, and, yeah. um, we, we've got both, like blockies and anic live here. Mm. So anics are harder to catch than blockies, mm. full stop. So, you know, if you want to go permit fishing, yeah, there's permit fishing and there's catching a permit. Mm. Yeah. That's what you were trying to say. That, that's exactly that's, what I'm trying yeah, to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I've put it. So I guess as fly fishermen, we, uh, we, uh, we put limitations on ourselves just by choosing to fly fish, exactly. You know, and and if and if we're going to look at the species you want to chase like that, you know, this this place is is the epicenter of that of that style of permit fishing. That's for sure. Yeah. You know, what and like whilst being fully aware of everything that, like, I mean, I'm on social media a lot. I, I see it. I read publications. I've seen. We've had plenty of people on the show that talk about these fantastic faraway fishing destinations and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But. But I mean, although Hinchinbrook is in far north Queensland, you know, like you, you can, you can, you, you can it's fly to an airport and be an hour, hour away from yeah, it. You know, like it's, and it still is a fantastic far away fishing destination. Mm, absolutely, mm. you know, and the 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 guy, you know, not only are they whatever, but we we've given them the flies as well. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't care who says what or whatever, but this is where the permit flies. Permits fishing started and the permit flies started. That's exactly what I'm saying. So the rest of you were throwing merkins and now you're catching more flies because of how? 
Why is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's trace that back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, uh, yeah take definitely. Back on that. What Davo says is there's places you can go to catch a permit and there's places you can go to go permit fishing. And this is definitely one of those places where mm. you're not just going to catch a permit, um, but there's plenty of them around here on the right day and the right tide where you can get the opportunity to fish for them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. And with the knowledge that he's got, and he's, he's given me a fair bit of it, so, yeah, hopefully we can help some people mm. catch, catch them. Yeah, absolutely. Not, not just fish for them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it's um. I just see how long we've been we've been chewing each other's ear off for. Yeah, a bit. Yeah, small off. segment of a large day. What's that? This is just a small segment of a large day where we've just been pretty much doing this the whole fucking day. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we we're, we're all on the boat together today, and I think the intention was to talk about the podcast and how we're going to get a night. And yeah, yeah, we just went fishing. We only started talking about it ten minutes before we recorded. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Welcome to North Queensland. Absolutely. Yeah. Where we live in the moment. Hurry up and wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got yeah. any uh, other spirits you're thinking of brewing in retirement, Dave? No, no. no, no just rum? This one's plenty good enough. Yeah, North Queensland, where it takes two hours to watch 60 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Can't, can't hurry up, mate. It's too hot. Yeah, that's true. What do you call this batch? No, this, 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 this is all dingoes revenge, is it? Yeah, no, there is no... There's nothing else. Yeah. There's no... Uh, you know, I, I think some are better than others because I just add the secret herbs and spices just by chucking it in, you know? Mm. So some, some are a little better than others, I think. But... Um, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, essentially, it's supposed to be really good stuff. stuff. It's very nice stuff, mate. Yeah. Mm. yeah. See you guys fishing tomorrow? No. No. Car mechanicing tomorrow. No. Boat washing day. Yeah. Run the still. Got to run the still tomorrow. Still, yeah. I've got to go back to the, uh, close to the COVID belt. Oh, man. We're masks in public yeah, and stuff. Mm. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, we're still wearing masks in public down there. It's essential. You got to, can't go out anywhere without wearing a mask. Oh, well, you yeah. can still bloody make brushes and... This is why I don't go out everywhere, yeah. 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 Just come up here when you go out, mate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You know what? We'll have to do it all again. Yep. Absolutely. Cool. Do it all again. Pretty cool, man. Well... We might wrap. Well, well, before you wrap yep. up, man, I'm, I'm, I'd like to say thanks for you coming up and also thanks for your um, supporting the comp this year, mate. Oh, yeah, no so worries. So those that are listening that don't know, Chris uh, and Beast Brushes, his business, supported the Hinchy Fly Fishing Challenge this year with a, a really generous pack of fly tying materials for yeah. every competitor. Plenty of cool shit. Yeah, yeah, really, really cool stuff. So every competitor is going to be able to tie themselves up some stuff that they probably haven't tried before. Um, and then, yeah, Chris was around at the um, during the comp and got to catch up with everyone, which is really good as well. So a lot mm. of people up in this neck of the woods got to meet you and say good day that they probably wouldn't normally have. Yeah. Um, so yeah, really appreciate your support for the comp this year, mate, and and um, and coming up and hanging out at the comp as well. Really, really appreciate it, mate. Oh, well, hopefully awesome. one year you can come up and fish it with us, mate. And yeah, and probably not. It's too big this place. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah, no. slide on the front of yeah. my boat or something one day, mate. Yeah, I think I'd still rather just spend the day look, you know, just staring at the flats. Look at the wait, wait for that permit to swing well, past. Well, you can win the comp with that too, mate. Yeah, I could do without the added pressure, mate. Yeah, no, thanks anyway, mate. Thanks, thanks, Eve, and thanks from all the competitors for the um, your contribution and in your pack of uh, fly time materials, mate. Really appreciate mate, it. Mate, it, it, yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, no, in all sincerity, it was. Uh, it was an honour to get asked, you know. It really was. Like I, I, I'm very passionate about Australian fly fishing. I really feel that comp is a is a is a pivotal yeah. part of the future of Australian fly fishing, and it's um it's got to stay here, right? Eh? It's got to remain. Yeah. Um. So you know, whatever I could do to support it, no, yeah. uh, you know, awesome, it's great. I knew that. That's why I asked you. I knew you. I knew you'd love to be involved. Yeah. You, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. It's there was no great. hesitation. It was yep. I'll so, be so good to do a podcast without faulting you too. <laughs> But you can actually get a word in each place. <laughs> Not that I've done one with you here, but I've listened to plenty of them. <laughs> nah, get on your balls. We love you, mate. Yeah. Good times. Yep. Cheers. All right. Well, we're gonna um, we're gonna get out of here, and uh, all good. We've done it. All right. Let's get some more rum. Thanks, mate. So you see what I mean, eh? Plenty of rums, <laughs> great conversation. <laughs> Tell me, did it get dustier from there or what? Uh, yeah, yeah. The, the night carried on to the point where um, I really can't remember how it ended to be a, to a degree, but it was pretty cool. Had to get up pretty early to bail. Had to had a fly out in the morning, but yeah, I'm sure it wasn't too messy. There was no there was no vomitus on the floor. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, no, it was uh, it was a compelling interview, mate. And um, uh, listening to, to Rod's plans for the future, um, new fisheries, destinations, styles of trips, it's pretty exciting. He's going to have mm. that time doing all that, eh? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, he'll be good, man. I think uh, anyone who's um, who's stuck in, in the COVID belt, wondering, hoping they could get up to fish with Dave one last time, isn't really going to, isn't going to miss out, you know, fishing with Rod. You know, it's just, yeah. You can tell by Rod's personality interview. He's, he's a good dude. He'll, he's 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 a, he'd be a great dude to spend all day on the boat with. You know, and he's um he's he's there to, he's there to get you results uh, uh, with the knowledge base of um of both Dave and Rod's experience. You know. Yep. Yeah. Sure. Sure, mate. Uh, yeah. So uh, just reflecting on on that. Uh, Rod's time in Mackay, he, he spoke about, um, he was sort of introduced to fly fishing um, through um, through uh, the, the brothers, um, uh, Mark and, um, oh fuck, I've forgotten his, Fenton, Fenton Woolley. Um, yep. Yeah, those guys are fortunately no longer with us. Um, but yeah, the, the Mackay's had some great, great fishing, um, uh, fly fishing culture and history down there. You had... Neil Cunnington, ironically, he moved down to Mackay too to, to New Zealand, New Zealand over there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> man, big, he's a big Zealand, fan man. of that name, I believe. Yeah, I can I can hear him talking from here. Yeah. It's Bro. <laughs> All the Choice. way over there in Turangi. <laughs> I put that right, Neil. Yeah. yeah. Uh, DRJ, he moved out of uh, he moved out of Mackay down to Tasmania. Um, uh, Al Bishop's still in the area. He moved up to Early Beach. Um, 
Oh, there was another dude, Gab Adams. He was the original Big Gab, like, because he's older. Um, mm. Another fly fishing Adams for you. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, but it's a few of you now. Yeah. Uh, we all have a trout fly named after us. <laughs> the parachute Adams. Yeah, <laughs> and and the angry Adams. Oh, the angry Adams. <laughs> <laughs> big big silver tropical trout. Yeah, mate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, I know there's a heap of others that just slip slip by, but um, yeah, Mackay. It's a it's a breeding ground of great fish shows. Obviously, a um, uh, you know with all that good fishing around there and all those options, um, those guys down there. I mean, keeping it quiet for far too long. Good onions. Yeah. Mate, yeah, it's it's a it's a good breeding ground. You're right, um, that's for sure. The options those guys have in North Queensland is is, is incredible. That's for sure. Mhm. It's like they wake up and go, "What can I catch today?" Pretty much anything, you know. Oh, it's not. I don't think it's that easy, eh? Like it's um, but but the options are there for them, you know. Like for, to put the yards in, you can get rewards. It's not like not like Southeast Queensland. <laughs> you can put the yards in and get rewards rewards maybe once a year or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you were having a good run there in the in the Pummy Passage, mate. So oh, the Pummerstone Passage, mate. Yeah. What a what a playground of like a piscatorial playground. Yeah. The results. Yeah. I mean, there's been no professional netting in there since I was in Calandra High School, you know, which was in the '80s. So it's been a long time. It's been net free. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yep. Having that, and even those netters only used to net mullet and stuff. The Clark family, you know, they didn't they didn't net, um, you know glamour species that we're chasing so there's definitely pockets of, of of splendor in there mate that's for sure yeah right yeah mm. sounds good man sounds, sounds good yeah now it's uh now it's toga time got to get in before they start breeding and then leave them alone yeah leave them alone leave them alone get mate and take, leave them alone take yeah. some stewardship as 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 you know fishermen who care and leave them alone <laughs> october to december leave toga alone yeah. Oh, well. Sounds good, man. Leave Brittany alone. <laughs> Leave Dorian alone, mate. That's oh, all. Dorian the DeLorean. <laughs> God, man, who knows what time frame he's living in. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope I hope you listen to this, Dorian. Probably won't. <laughs> but, um, you know, there's some things that you can hear here that I, I, I'm reluctant to say to your face, seeing you're my neighbour, and sometimes I go out and leave the house unattended. Yeah. Yeah, that's a worry, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's not the type of guy you could go over and borrow a cup of sugar from, let's put it that way. <laughs> Probably get a cup of meth or something like that, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, he's all right. He's all right, mate. <laughs> anyway... Um, what do you say we get out of here, dude? We've had a long and verbose show, and I've already been in trouble with the law once for, for public verbosturbation, so... Sure, mate. Yeah, it's a good idea. All right, yeah. we'll see you next week, mate. Good luck. Thanks, mate. Good luck to you, too, and um, and have a good one. Sure will. Merry Christmas. Bye. Bye.